0: Now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all
1: time.
0: Yeah, that's right, bow, sucker. Yeah, bow down to your master. You are the You the Can you dig it?
3: morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website the rocks, kmod.com. Past shows are available on iTunes, search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone, get the iHeartRadio app, available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we're on Facebook Facebook.com slash BMMS69 I found it You can hang out with us each and every day there Uh, Sam is not here today She is sick I talked to her at 4.15 I think So she is not going to be in today Good morning Cornflake Good morning Cornflake Good morning Good morning Gimpy Good morning Thanks everybody that came out for the Harley Days of May giveaway. Jennifer Lee of Catoosa won. She was excited. You should be. And yeah. yeah, you if just you, got a
4: free motorcycle. If you
3: don't win a Harley Davidson, or if you win a Harley Davidson and you're not excited, I'm going to start questioning some things. There's something wrong with you. Get all Richard Simmons on us, have a weird break. I'm like, come on, you win.
4: <laughs> Richard <Cool>. Simmons?
3: <laughs> he got admitted for bizarre behavior. Oh, okay. This weekend. Oh, did he really? Wow uh which i thought when i saw that headline i was like now that's what i'm
4: thinking cuz he's been a little bizarre forever you get that excited for robux you have e come on ladies let's go <laughs> uh
3: and cool thing about her couple cool things one she did not she showed up with her motorcycle and helmet in case she won yeah she none of her friends would go with her because i guess cuz they didn't want to but she was like i'm winning this She knew. (laughs) Yes, she woke up and knew. And it's the second motorcycle one in that family in the last six years. Get out of here from us!
5: Wow, how cool is that? (laughs) That's awesome.
3: Yeah. Wow. Uh, And that motorcycle was driven by the lead singer of Mumford and Sons. I think that's pretty neat. When he was in town, that he wanted a motorcycle. So, being the cool people that Myers Durn are, they hooked him up.
5: That's badass. Yes they said uh, all the miles on it so far were from him. Yes, sixteen, I think. Yeah, not not much at all. No, uh, you know? just
4: driving down the road to get a burger or something. Right? Who,
5: who knows? Like, wow, who knows?
3: But so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, so congratulations to uh, Jennifer, and thanks to everybody that came out. It was a lot of fun, right? Cornflake. Yes,
5: it was awesome. It was hot as hell, but it was. I a lot felt of fun, great. Man. I don't I know about fine. you, Corbin. That I was, was,
4: I was schwitzing, man. Yeah. Like, it was hot an icy cold Bud Light in yeah. each hand and yeah nice breeze blowing it was good the dog poop guy brought me a beer yeah he's a cool guy <laughs> and big and scary <laughs> right <not messing>
3: <laughs> you well you don't I don't know if you know this but you want your dog poop guy to be very menacing
4: you don't want somebody like Cornflake picking no. up your poop no because no. people go oh that's your that's your dog poop
3: guy and oh, then well, okay, and then you're it. like no this is my dog poop guy they're like oh, I'm, I am
4: got no issue <laughs> your dog dog to poop over here anytime he right. wants. I don't remember him saying
5: dog poop at first. He introduced himself. He's like, oh, by the way, Corbin's poop guy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Wow. Already needing help with that, huh? I'm getting older. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> what can I say?
4: The <laughs> Del- Del- de- cafe runs right through you. Huh? <laughs> <It> does. <laughs> it does. does. Help me out. Does. It does. Uh, and I don't know if you guys heard Muhammad Ali. Did you hear he died? Yeah. yeah, that's
5: sad, man. I thought he died a long time ago. Honestly, what? Uh, he's old and he's had Parkinson's and a just frail old guy. Now he's been that way for a long time. I thought he passed away years ago. <laughs> wow, no way. It's not trying to be an insult. I just thought I didn't know he was still alive. I thought he was
3: passed on. I thought it was cool, you know, driving in this morning to think about someone so influential. I mean, you got a guy that told the government no that yeah, he wasn't right. going to go to war, and then <laughs> and then he gets the, Congre- the, the 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 presidential medal of honor, freedom you know, some the biggest award a civilian can get. Right, right. And, like he told the guy, like any other time, we'd be like draft dodger. Ooh, yeah, right. What a pussy. <laughs> Muhammad
4: Ali is like okay. We're <laughs> like, let's give him an award yeah. because he can <laughs> kick your ass. That's yeah. why.
3: Yeah. <laughs> There's been a, a ton of tributes, uh, which I guess he deserves it, right?
4: Oh, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's only the world's greatest boxer of all time. I mean, he deserves well, something.
3: I think, but he's getting
4: those tributes not just because he's a great boxer. Okay, because of his uh, contri- contribution to society. Yeah. Uh, okay. Specifically, the African American community. Yeah, I guess he deserves <laughs> a little something then. You can talk about a, a,
3: a celebrity before there was internet and te- you know uh, cable television that could go to any country. Yeah. And get embraced yeah yeah and it wasn't a rock star like he wasn't a music performer right he's just a boxer uh i thought this was interesting so last year uh floyd mayweather's uh earnings for last year 300 million dollars wow right uh muhammad ali's lifetime earnings how much 57 57 mil wow
4: really <laughs> wow over Damn. a whole lifetime Wow, that's dude. not good. No. <laughs> that's not good at all. What is no. it come to then? And I'm just saying,
3: I mean, I, I got to be honest, I'm not up to date on all Floyd Mayweather news. I don't think he's done nearly
5: as much as No. Uh, yeah, as uh,
3: Muhammad Ali has ever done. Yeah,
5: he, I I don't believe he's going to be that, you know, he won't be that iconic as
4: Muhammad Ali no. was. No. No way. No, any sports celebrity that has a chance to be That's a huge feat. Who do you think boxing-wise? Can compete. No one. Not even Tyson, huh? Nope. Really? Nope. Joe Lewis, whooping ass. George Foreman. No. Nope. <laughs> really? No, man. Not even, like, can just, like, look in the foreground of, like, I see Muhammad way over there. You, you get what I'm saying? I mean, no. close? No. Wow. <laughs> no. Okay. Muhammad okay. Ali
3: was one of the most defiant boxers of all time. He he one time dodged, uh, what was the number, like? 21 punches
5: in six seconds, or some stupid stat. Wow, I'm just crazy. <laughs> yes.
4: Bobbing and weaving, man. Bobbing yes.
5: And weaving. Wow. There was a, a great video of him dodging punches. He's in the corner of the ring. Yes. Like a, that's whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then uh, once he, the guy finally gives up on punching, he kind of wiggles at him, like, what are you going to do? Yes.
3: <laughs> you what, can understand 30? he started boxing at 13. He was competing uh, at. At 18 in the Olympics and
4: won the gold medal. Mm -hmm. And
3: by 22, he was the heavyweight champion of the world.
4: (laughs) And a beast of a dude. DC was telling me he was like well over six foot tall. Yes. Like just massive for a boxer, which is unheard of to be that tall as a boxer. Wow. Uh, So just because he was also quite the cunninglingus. (laughs)
3: <laughs> uh, this is a uh, montage of all of his great quotes, if you haven't heard these.
0: Float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. Fun
3: thing about that quote, which yeah. is probably his most famous quote, not his line. Really? It was this corner man would say that to him. Wow. Oh.
0: Yeah, right? The whole time, time you're like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> George can't hit what his hands can't see. I saw Sonny listen a few days ago, Captain. Can't he <laughs> he's, he's too ugly to be the world champ The world champ should be pretty like me I'm hollering loud because I can back up every word And I'll whoop any man in the world And I want everybody out there on TV to know it I am the greatest I told you I'm the real champion I told you I'm the champion of the world All of you, Paul All of my critics, call. All of you suckers who write the ring magazine I'm great I don't have a mark on my face yeah. And I upset son and listen And I just turned 22 years old Right. I must be the greatest. I am the king of the world. Hold it, hold it, hold I'm it. Hold it. You're not that pretty. i man, man. <laughs> I up the world. And I said, Joe's gonna come out smoking, and I ain't gonna be joking. I'll be pecking and a poking, pouring water on his smoking. Then this might shock and amaze you, but I will destroy Joe Frazier. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Goodbye, old
1: friend.
3: You got to remember too that he was saying things. That a black man had never, a black person had never said. Yeah. At a time he was standing up and saying things on a microphone. And they were like, one, why is this black man talking? Right, right. And they're like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> yes.
4: Whoa, dude, you can't say that, man. And then
3: the things he was saying, people were like, well, why is he talking to us that way? Right. I mean, it was unbelievable. He was a, there'll be no one like him ever again. No,
4: nah, I guess you're right.
3: I mean, what, what, what could be said now? Let's just say someone was going to say things. What would they be saying? Well, uh. Conor McGregor, not his, even know. His mouth <laughs> no, 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 he's not. He's, no, he's not. So it's not unexpected to hear somebody like that talk.
5: Yeah, but someone that uh, really captures people's imaginations and you know just interest when they talk like that. Uh, Muhammad Ali was like that. He's big. He's loud. Conor McGregor, big loud voice. He's he, and it's polarizing. People love that. He's not going to be near as, you know as revered as Muhammad Ali no, ever. No.
3: Right, of course. But I'm saying, can, will there be anybody that?
4: splits the water like that. No, not nowadays. I don't think so. No way. Like, what could be said? I don't think there's anything that could be said, to be honest with you. Maybe if it was a Muslim athlete, maybe. Uh, Why do you say that?
3: Um, Just because there's such a... People have such... um,
4: dislike from muslims okay kind of like how we felt about the african-american community in back in those times don't say we, we feel that same. yeah you can well, say you you know what i, I wasn't mean. available <laughs> at that time so <laughs> the royal we america society <laughs> whatever uh how they felt about them then that's kind of how we feel now about the the, the muslim community i say i don't feel that way
3: about that. the muslim community but general populace right guys you, you get what
5: i'm saying no, you're picking up when I'm okay. Putting well, down. But we're talking about someone that could uh, that could polarize everyone like that. Yeah. Like uh, perhaps Muslim, maybe even transgender, would do that. Maybe yes, I I think so. only not to his you know, degree, but no, I think you you may be onto on something there, maybe, yeah. but not like it still wouldn't be
3: as close to, as to what Muhammad Ali did. Yeah, agreed. I was trying to see the greatest athletes of the 20th century. Like who who is he even in company with? Jim Thorpe would be one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I can't
4: think of. Babe Ruth. Nah, you don't I mean, think? Babe
0: Ruth
3: was
4: a great athlete. Yeah. Well, we're talking, you know, greatest athletes of all time then. I mean, if you're changing gears, uh, Babe Ruth, I think, does belong in that category. Maybe in uh, the category, but of the top, like the top two or three? Nah, uh, I'll give him top What did he 10. do for.
3: What did he do for besides play great baseball? Well, that's exactly he was. It. He, he, was, was he was. He was.
4: He slept around. He stole money. He was. Yeah. A, he was a piece of s. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't was, make him iconic. But he was an awesome <laughs> baseball like player, and people looked up. You to can't him. put him in the same argument as Muhammad Ali and what he did for sports and for his community. We don't know what Muhammad did in the spare time. We know that he did some great things for the community. But who's to say when the clo- doors were closed, he wasn't you know doing the whole David Carradine thing. <laughs>
3: So this is list this is from ESPN. Okay? So this is just the top uh we'll do top 5. Okay?
4: Okay, top 5. Uh Wayne Gretzky. Okay, world renowned hockey player. The great okay. one. Yeah. Yes. When it comes maybe to the hockey greatest players. hockey player of all time. Yeah, so. I could say that. Jim Brown. Okay,
3: Have no football op- player. Okay. okay, right? Definitely one of the better football players maybe of all time.
4: Muhammad Ali at number three. They better be some good ones in two and one. Number two, Babe Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he was a horrible person. He was a horrible person. apparently <laughs> better than Muhammad Ali. Right. But he wasn't. He was a scumbag.
3: Yep. Read up on some of the things that Muhammad Ali did. You'd be like, what?
4: Muhammad Ali or Babe Ruth? I'm sorry, Babe Ruth. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh,
4: and then number one would be Michael Jordan. Okay. I mean, Michael Jordan has done some amazing things and he's an amazing athlete. Um uh, I think I think Ali should be maybe number one and Jordan number two. Uh Jordan an amazing athlete. Yeah. Amazing yeah. athlete. There will be no one like Michael Jordan. You no. cannot
3: touch him. Hor like womanizer, major womanizer. <laughs> no. Gam major gambler. <laughs> yeah. Major gambler. <laughs> The NBA turned their head yeah. and went, he's Michael yeah. Jordan. Yeah. 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 Selling shoes, man. Now, the shoe thing, obviously that's that's huge. Uh, I'm trying to leave. Joe Lewis is number 11. Willie Mays, number 8. Wow. Jim yeah. Thorpe, number 7. Joe Montana, 25. What? Get out of here. Ty Cobb, 20. Who? Ty Cobb. I know. I know.
1: <laughs>
3: Jerry Rice, 27. Larry Bird, 30. Wow. Walter Payton, 39. I would put Walter Payton a little higher than 39, but Mm -hmm. uh, Pete Sampras. Okay, this, I'm now (laughs) (laughs) going (laughs) to. Yeah, he's 48.
4: Wow! I'm this gonna, is I'm gonna, an ESPN list, right? Right.
3: I'm going to defunct the list right now with number 49. It was, okay. OJ Simpson. Oh, get <laughs> out of
4: here! The fridge. No, no, no the, fridge. the juice. The, oh, the juice. juice. The oh, juice. The oh god! You know nothing the about juice sports. Juice is in the fridge. Uh, the man. fridge. No.
5: Oh, the fridge was <laughs> Daryl Johnston. I messed that up. <laughs> no, the fridge was William Perry. Uh, uh, William <laughs> the refrigerator Perry. Oh my God! Sports.
3: Go god, here. you don't know anything I about really sports.
5: Don't <laughs> damn it,
3: Peyton Manning. Someone's texting in. Yes, Peyton Manning. He's a pretty great athlete. I don't even know if he's on this list. I don't even know when this list was uh put together. This doesn't even have him in the top 100. Hmm. Joe Namath is number 88. Cy Young, 77. They named an award after him.
4: (laughs) But he's number 77. He's for being the best pitcher, but he's number 77. They don't have a Michael Jordan award, do they? For (laughs) basketball? No. No. (laughs) He's still alive. They won't have that till after
3: he's dead. Uh, all right, so th- all right, fun, all right. Muhammad <laughs> Ali. G- if you didn't hear, he's dead. Oh. <laughs> and we didn't. Nobody got points.
4: No. Nobody had him. We oh. weren't thinking. He's he's like jaja, man. We, no, we were thinking like, but I had him last year, mm-hmm. and I couldn't carry him over. And no one picked him up. You're right. Oh,
3: oh, uh. So all right. So we got something new for you today. A chance to win because we like to give you stuff. Every hour with us, you have a chance to win a Polaris Razor 900 Trail. You can qualify every hour through us, and then throughout the David Lennon Lunchbox. It's the Coors Light, sorry, Coors Light, badass boy toy giveaway. Everything you need on this is kmod.com. That's where you go for all the stuff that rocks. And just listen for that cue; it'll be coming up here shortly. Be the correct caller at four six zero kmod. You give Gimpy your name and number, and uh, we'll just say your name on the air. We won't give your phone number out; that would be weird. But we can. <laughs> And then you'll be qualified for the Coors Light Badass Boy Toy Giveaway, all right? That's coming up very soon. We'll take a break, and we'll be back.
0: You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the
3: Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 829 45 a couple more fun things about Muhammad Ali. When he had that fight against George
4: Foreman, yeah, they fought at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> wow, was it like four and o'clock in the morning, our time? Correct. And then like four p.m. like in you know Asia somewhere.
3: Yeah. So, so it was in 1974. He had a title shot against the undefeated George Foreman, and. They wanted to pay each fighter five million dollars to stage the fight in uh, Kanasha. It's in it's in Africa. It was called Rumble in the Jungle. Oh yeah! And he won the eight round knockout to regain the heavyweight title. So four o'clock in the morning. Wow! Right? Uh, he's been he's starting a Broadway
4: musical. That I did not know. <laughs> Fiddler on the Roof. Buck White.
3: Buck White is the production. <laughs> It was at the George Abbott Theater, New York, on December 2nd, 1969. It closed four nights later. <laughs> Seven performances. It was limited run. Ali, who played the militant black lecturer. Got decent reviews. And then I think my favorite thing about uh, Muhammad Ali is he made an
5: album.
4: Awesome. Really? Yet another fact I didn't know.
3: <laughs> that he recorded some music, and one of them is he did... Stand by me, is right. one of the songs on the album that he did, <laughs> which is awesome. People get celebrity status and they're like, you should make an album. Not bad, right? Yeah,
2: right. I'm digging it.
3: And then one of the other things is how he got into boxing was his when he was 12, his bike got stolen, and the cop. That took his report <laughs> was a boxing instructor. It was like you should learn boxing. Took him under his wing. Twelve weeks later, Muhammad Ali won his first amateur bout. How about that? Wow,
5: <laughs> pretty cool, right? All right, he hit the high note. Not, not bad. Bye, <laughs> me. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Muhammad Ali doing Howdy. Stand By Me. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, all right, we do news quickies where we read news stories. Maybe you heard, maybe you didn't. So let's get uh, right into it.
4: It's time for news quickies. World news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f-? Now here's Corbin, Cornflake, Gimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD.
5: Florida man runs over a couple with four-wheeler. 24-year-old Brandon James Edwards is in custody. Uh, he got into arguments at the Redneck Mud Park in <laughs> Punta Gorda, Florida. Nice. <laughs> Punta Gorda.
3: <laughs> I want to live there.
5: i got a Google Translate. It's
3: probably that. really
5: muggy there. I actually translated it earlier. It means fat tip. <laughs> okay. I thought it meant something else, but I guess that's the literal translation. It's fat tip, Florida. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, anyway, uh, Mr. Edwards was at a neighbor's campsite when his cooler—they didn't say what brand—fell off of one of the vehicles and broke. Oh, they got the big, big uh, arguments. Uh, the Mr. Edwards made comments that he was going to go back to his campsite, get his ATV, and run over the neighbor's campsite. So he actually did. He went, got his ATV, went to the neighbor's campsite, drove over the tents and everything. Well, there were two people inside the tents. The. Uh, they survived, they're okay, uh, but he, he ran them over. As soon as he did, they crawled out, and he said, Quotes, oh, I did not know you were in there. <laughs> My bad. <Yeah. laughs> I like how they, uh, it, it seems very, like he, he didn't say, I didn't know. He said, I did not know you were in there, like he did it on purpose to me. It's like, it's like oh, I did not know you were in there. But, anyway, so they called the cops. Uh, he's been arrested with aggravated battery, deadly weapon, and the people had tire marks on them.
4: Wow. Wow. You would yeah. think that'd be like attempted murder, don't you think? I mean, you're running somebody over as opposed to just battery.
5: You'd think so. It's a deadly weapon. You could easily kill
4: somebody with that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they did went that way with it. Hmm. <laughs> I've never been so angry to want to run over somebody. but Oh, I have. Yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Cooler <laughs> heads prevail, of course. Yeah. Right. yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, it was one of those, like, I want to do that, but I shouldn't. Like, right. it happened. Instantly. The, the filter kicked in. It wasn't like, rrr, 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 maybe I shouldn't do this.
4: You get all the way up to the 10, you're like,
1: oh,
3: yeah, bad idea. Yeah, no, 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 no. It, it totally, you think about it way before. Yeah. We've all had the, a lot of people have had the thoughts like, I should, I want to hurt them.
4: Nah, I shouldn't. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. You have the, like, it's a follow up thought pretty <laughs> that's, quickly. It's what separates the normals from the crazies, right? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, it's like the moment you're, you kind of lose your cool, and you're like, man, this is my moment. I am going to ruin this person.
4: Or that will ruin me. You're like, oh, wait, I got a job and stuff. I, need, I, don't, I don't
5: need to be going to jail. <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> uh, an Arizona mom's accused of stabbing and dismembering her three little boys. Uh, God! Yeah. This happens in Phoenix, Arizona, where a gal that goes by the name of Octavia Rogers was at her house. Well, Octavia locked herself in the house. I guess she was going through some things, and and her brother hadn't heard from her in a while, so he stopped by to check on her. Well, she wasn't letting him in, so he finally busts in through the garage. And when he did, that's when he found his sister covered in blood, suffering from several stab wounds to her neck and torso. Well... He goes and gets some towels because he wants to help clean up the mess. When he goes to get some towels, Miss Octavia here decides she wants to go try to drown herself. So she does. And he stops her from doing that and calls 911. Police and ambulance and all that come out. And police start asking questions. Well, she originally denied any whereabouts about her three boys. After the police searched her house... They found two of her boys stabbed to death in a closet. And then they found her other boy, her third son, stabbed to death and chopped up into pieces inside of a suitcase in the house as well. Wow. Now, the uh, police say that there's no evidence of any kind of mental illness or anything like that. And if she does survive, because they took her to the hospital because, well, she stabbed herself, you know, multiple times. But if she does survive, then she'll end up being charged with triple homicide.
5: Oh, my God, dude.
4: Yeah, there's that filter that should have kicked in. Yeah. Is, was there no drugs or alcohol? In, Didn't say anything about it. Just, just searched around and found a couple of dead kids. Just
5: crazy. Yeah. God,
4: dude. I don't know. <laughs> that's, what the I hell? I don't understand.
3: There was a story in Tulsa a while back about a woman whose kid wasn't very old. I want to say like six months, maybe, mm-hmm. and um, the baby wouldn't stop crying. So she pinned the baby on the ground and kept shaking the baby on the ground, like on the ground. That's not going to get it. And, to and, and she was like, the baby stopped crying. So she went to bed, and her brother found the dead baby on the floor the next morning. Oh, jeez. And, it, and huh? Oh. She didn't no, to her it wasn't dead.
4: Yeah, it just stopped doing it, what. It finally
3: stopped crying because it was annoying her,
4: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. right? And like with a kid, how do you
4: ah? I I am a firm believer, and you should have to take a test of sorts if you want to have a baby. Yeah, but what what kind of test? What do you take? I I you know that's a good question. I don't know what test or where to start. But there's a lot of stupid ass people that don't deserve to have kids. Of course, that's you're kids. making a pretty
3: obvious statement, though, yeah.
4: especially after the story you read. But yeah. when you say something like. Hey, they should take a test. Well, what kind of test? Wait, what do you measure? Like a mental test? There's got to be some kind of mental <laughs> capacity. I won't pass that. <laughs> I know, won't pass it. it right? You like, won't pass
5: it. It sounds like something that North Korea would have in place. you got to pass the parent test to have, you know, a supreme child for our cause. <laughs> supreme child. Or else it would be cast from the cliff. <laughs> 14-year-old caught drunk driving,
3: dad riding shotgun. Oh, happened right. in Pennsylvania. <laughs> a 14-year-old boy got charged with drunk driving. Police spotted a car driving erratically. When officers stopped the car, the 14-year-old boy behind the wheel was pulled over. His blood alcohol content was .106. Ooh, wow. The dad, Ramon, <laughs> was uh, a passenger in the car. His blood alcohol was point two six dang ramon was lit oh the boy was charged with doi and released to a sober family member and they ex-
4: <laughs> they were able to find one
3: right <laughs> they expect to charge the dad with endangering the welfare of a child and corruption of
5: a minor dude 14 okay what's how old were you guys when you first got drunk for the first time I'll- time out it's drinking at 14 and then driving. I, I understand <laughs> that, yeah. Like, there are two <laughs> double negatives there. Yeah, like, my first time I ever get drunk, I, I was off beer, and I was 15. I was almost 16, but no, there wasn't any driving with, involved. Who were you with? It was friends. It was just buddies of mine. We had the house to ourselves one day, and we, <laughs> his older sister got us a couple of cases of beer. 15's get, young, I we, feel we like. We 15-year-old S-faced. Oh, my God, dude. I feel like 15's young. It is pretty young. What I were had, you drinking? Uh, beer. Right, what beer were you drinking? I think it was Kerr's. Okay. <laughs> <I> believe so.
4: <laughs> what about you, Gimpy? Uh, I was 14 at the time.
0: God
1: damn.
3: Yeah,
4: yeah. it's Newkirk, Oklahoma. I was over at uh, Sam Stackhouse's house, and his mom had a bottle of wine. Oh my god! And he <laughs> said, "I got this wine here," and I'm like, "All right, bet." And uh, I was supposed to be doing my paper route at that time. It was a Saturday You had morning. a paper route? Oh yeah, that's how I <laughs> made you my del- money. You delivered the paper there, yeah. the town paper. Yeah, we did the uh, Ponca City News, and uh, and it was. They were like, like,
3: "That's nice. The paper's letting that boy deliver papers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh,
4: so I got lit up. I drank that whole entire bottle of wine to myself. Uh, what would your friends uh, drink? They thought it would be funny just to watch me drink this bottle of wine Let's Oh myself. my drunk. God. Yeah. Uh, so I got lit up and uh, ended up doing the paper out barely. Um, But crashed back at a different Sam's house, uh my buddy Sam Goodnows' house, Um and his mom woke up and seen me passed out on the floor, and oh my God, it was a bad deal. But 14, <laughs> off some wine. How about you, Corey? I don't think. <laughs> I think mine was
3: 17, maybe. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I just never off a... Uh, I don't know why the word Cisco is popping in
4: my brain. <laughs> the thong song? <laughs> no.
3: No, Cisco is an actual, it's an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. Liquid crack. <laughs> and beer, Keystone. And I think we were at my buddy Heath's house, and he was having a party. And we were drinking Keystone. Fun. And either that, Keystone, or Red Dog. Red Dog. Wow. Oh,
4: that'll take you back, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but
3: I ne- but I never my now being drunk with my dad, I think that's the question that correlates with the
5: story. How old were you the first time you got drunk with your dad? I still have not been drunk with my dad. We've we've had a few beers, but nothing more than just, you know, one or two. I've never been S faced with, right. with my dad what about you oh mm, oh God, <laughs>
4: another guy if we want to go with the guy that calls himself my dad I think I was 19 at that time 19 yeah my my buddy had just died and uh we were down at the house we lived just a couple houses down from each other and I was at his house drinking beers morning smoking blunts doing whatever <laughs> And my dad comes walking down, and I'm like, oh, crap. So I hide the beer, and I hide the blunt. He's like, just do what you got to do. It's all good, man. So <laughs> we did. And we sat back and got pretty lit that night. That's with your dad. With
5: my dad. That sounds like a very gimpy thing to say, uh, coming from your dad. Uh, yeah.
3: A good time. And you wanted, when your kid broke up with his girl, you wanted to get
5: him drunk at 12.
4: Uh, yeah. You know, just to start That's early. a true story. I'm not oh, making that up. No, absolutely. It's a, It starts early in my family. You
3: consulted somebody in the building. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't, happened it hasn't happened yet. Hasn't oh happened yet. But uh, God, you know, dude, it's still young. <laughs> I believe you
3: asked Casey. You were like, uh "What uh, was the question?" Well,
4: yeah, because he has kids my age as well, or my kids' age as well. And I said, "Hey, man, do you think this is a good?" time is 12 just, a good time right, he just broke up with his girlfriend he's going through some things have that father-son griswold moment and that's when casey's like no that's not a good idea <laughs> <laughs>
5: 12 okay i guess
4: you're right mr mayor Daniel, but,
5: he's 12 i imagine he wants ice cream
4: yeah <laughs> right. well, not some hooch. you don't know that <laughs> right not in the gimpy household uh-uh. all right uh-uh. we want a 40 and a blunt and call it done god wow all right <laughs> uh we're gonna take a break and uh, Pop will join us
3: when we come back.
0: More of the Big Mad Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning.
3: It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460 KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 829-45. Pop is joining us from the buzz. Fourteen thirty, and uh, did you hear that Muhammad Ali died? What?
5: I don't know <laughs> if, you, if you had heard. He did. Crazy, yeah. Crazy, right?
1: Dude, that sucks, man.
3: Really? <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> right. Right. It's unfortunate. Whew. You, no one saw it coming either. I no, not at
5: all. Not at all. Because <laughs> no one you, had seen him in years. Uh, well, I mean, There's a you... shake
6: weight joke in there somewhere. Oh, but sweet Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be all nice and sweet
4: with the Olympic torch, and pops like shake weight. It was a really such cool... an
6: uncomfortable video, <laughs> too. There was a really cool story about that. The original person that was supposed to do that was another boxer who had his ear bitten off at one point in time. Who's oh, from no. Atlanta? Oh, so no yeah, it was. Uh, it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be um, Evander, Holyfield. Evander Holyfield, and he when he found out, so they came to Evander and they are like, hey, you're from Atlanta, this would be great because the games 96 are here, we want you to do this, and, and like, then huh? at the last moment, they came to Evander, they're like, hey, we know you've already agreed upon this, but Muhammad Ali has agreed to do this, and Evander's like, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, that just kind of tells you right there. I mean, that's Evander Holyfield's hometown, you know? Like, one of the greatest boxers, too, that's ever lived. Yeah. And, the, and the minute he found out it was Evander, he's like, yeah, 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 let him do it.
3: Is So you heard the discussion this morning, because you, you had texted me. I did. Uh, that that uh, Holyfield, or, I'm sorry, Muhammad Ali wasn't exactly... Out of the ring, he was a he was a pos too. Is that because of the things he would say to people, or no, what? no,
6: no? He was a complete womanizer as well, and some of the other stuff that would go on in, in his life. I mean, he was known for that. I mean, the worse lat- than Babe Ruth, he was a pretty big womanizer, man. Really? Yeah, he was really, really bad.
4: Do you think that's just because of the era and the time uh, that they were living in? I just
6: think he liked women. I think <laughs> yeah, I every professional
3: right. athlete. That is more common than not.
6: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, but I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make any excuse. I mean, that's not no. what he was kind of that's what he was kind of known for. This last wife that he had, I mean, he was with since eighty six, but that was his fourth wife, right? Um, and you know, you go back and look at anything behind the scenes of Muhammad Ali. The, the crazy thing is, is that I mean, there are really positive stories with him as well. I mean, I know a guy that grew up in in Pennsylvania back in the seventies and. On a field trip, they just stopped by where Ali's training camp was at at one point in time and he performed magic for school aged boys. Holy cow! (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah, like Muhammad, Ali, Muhammad did. Ali did. Yeah, wow. Muhammad Ali. Okay. I watched a video this weekend. Muhammad Ali talked a guy off of ledge in L. A. in 1981 and stopped him from committing suicide. Babe Here's Ruth a, wow. never did that. Of it. Babe Ruth never did that. Yeah, but Babe Ruth was fat, <laughs> he ain't get and awesome, in no <laughs> <and> a pitcher, <laughs> <laughs> and could crush home runs. Chicks dig the long ball. and He was awesome on yeah, Roseanne and, <laughs> and <laughs> fat guys. Oh my God, he was awesome <laughs> so nice on Roseanne. And when he was the king, <laughs> he didn't even right. know he was the king. He right, right. pulled that
4: reference back when he was playing in the the. Bedrock, yeah, he's yeah. King Ralph. <laughs> King Ralph,
6: God. Draymond wow. Green last night had 28 points, five three pointers. He was never King Ralph. Seven rebounds, five assists. It was an ugly game. One ten to seventy seven. That does, was your final score. Does last Cleveland night. know? I don't know if they do. 33-point <laughs> win was the Warriors' most lopsided win ever in an NBA Finals, and they've won the first two games combined by 48 points. LeBron James, quote, they just beat us. Yeah, no S. Thanks for that, LeBron. <laughs> good insight. <laughs> yeah, good good insight on that. And Akib Tlaib, the Denver uh, Broncos cornerback, suffered a gunshot wound to his lower right leg and is being treated in a Dallas hospital. Team Source said that this happened... Uh, at a nightclub where he's had several run-ins with the law throughout his entire career. Early Sunday morning in Dallas where he has an off-season home, WFAA-TV was the first to report the news. And finally, Novak Djokovic ended up Winning uh, the elusive Grand Slam in tennis, he is now the uh, first individual to hold all four major titles simultaneously since Rod Laver in 1969.
3: So the part, the Tlaib thing, uh, I heard it was a strip club. Yes. And I also heard that... Uh, strip club. A script club? strip club. <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh, is that he, that was his gun, it was his gun. Is, it that, is that right? Doesn't surprise me at all if it was his gun. There are reports of that. Like I said, this is about uh, time number four that he's been in trouble at some form of a nightclub in his career. And he just signed a big four or six year deal worth like fifty seven million dollars. So he just got it's a paid. To celebrate. It's a reason to celebrate. I mean, but he he's a guy that was in a lot of trouble early in his career. Has somewhat kind of slacked off a little bit as far as being in trouble, but. Every time that a Bronco gets in trouble, I'm like, is it a keep to lead? Right. just like waiting any minute because he's just one of those guys. It's just a matter of time before he gets in more trouble. <laughs> That's Balls of Ball Sports. Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show.
3: 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS. And then what you want to say to 82945. Curtis King of Newark. Newer. Newer. Curtis got qualified. He heard the cue to get qualified for the Light Badass Boy Toy Giveaway. Goodbye,
1: guys.
3: (laughs) Make sure you're listening for that cue every hour with us and then throughout the day with Lennon Lunchbox, too. Everything you need on that is at kmod.com with questions and answers. That's where you should go. Um, Best and worst of the weekend. You tell us the best thing that happened to you this weekend and the worst thing that happened to you this weekend. We'll start with Cornflake. Cornflake, best and worst of the weekend.
5: Best of the weekend. Well, first of all, I had a badass weekend. I uh, uh, had a date
4: on Friday night. Ooh, really? Yes. We didn't set you up on this one.
5: Correct. Yeah, this was on my own free will. And, okay. Yeah. Where'd yeah. you go? Uh, we went to In the Raw on Brookside. Nice.
4: Yep. We yeah.
5: Went to In the Raw. It was awesome. Had a great time there. Yeah. What? What roll? What sushi did you get? Uh, I don't even remember the name of the what? sea urchin. urchin. No, it wasn't sea urchin. Like mm-hmm. we had something that was it was. Really spicy, like it was. It was actually pretty overpowering for some. Like it hot. The one that had the spices on the outside of it. It had like scallops on the outside and then some, a lava uh, roll. Okay, that's what it was. Was it yeah, hot? Yeah, it was yeah. That's it it pretty damn hot, actually. Like but, temperature hot too. Like for like it was cooked. No, it was not. Cooked. Huh, okay, it wasn't cooked, but it had some spicy sauce on it. And it, uh, uh, and where did you meet this young lady? Uh, this is Pretzel Girl from Hop Jam. If you remember her,
4: okay. That uh, that one you ate the pretzels off her neck. It's yeah. pretty. That's way to. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
3: Wow. Yeah. What okay. up, Casanova? Yeah, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how did you, did she ask you out or did you ask her out?
5: I asked her out. Uh, so I met her at a Hop Jam and uh, I ate a pretzel off her neck and she just disappeared. It just so happened, <laughs> just so happened that she uh, was working the t-shirt stand at Rocklahoma right next to us. Really? Yeah. Seriously. So I'm like, hey, that's you, know, you. Yeah. So got her number, uh, texted her, asked her out, and uh, I said, let's go out Saturday and it was all good. And she's like, "Actually, let's go out Friday." So we went out Friday. Went to uh, in the raw. and that. We ran around Brookside for the rest of the night and had a really good time. Went to our bar, and yeah, it was awesome. Uh, then we went out again Saturday. We went to the Rough next game. Really? Yeah. So
3: it went so well. You were like, "Hey, do you want to go out Saturday too? You want to go? Hey, you want to go to this Rough next game, or did she go?"
5: Hey, she, she said, "Hey, I have tickets." So yeah, she had tickets to the game. So and she wanted to go. She wanted to go.
3: What?
4: Right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So, Imagine that, the date we didn't set up went well. I know, I was just thinking that huh. same thing. We set them up, it's like, meh, it's like a six, maybe a seven, <laughs> and that was that. And then you go and do it on your own, and you get two dates We gave them the confidence. Is that, is that what it I, is? That's what I'm going It's kind of like when your wife's like, hey, can you open up this jar of salsa for me? Yes, I am, right? You're like, ah, oh, you just loosen it up for right. me. Right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so what uh-huh. would you give this date? You gave the other ones a nine and an eight.
5: It was a 7. Can't be topped. It was ten. It was awesome.
3: Is it was a ten? Top. Yeah. Best date you've really? ever been
4: on?
5: Ever? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was awesome. Wow. <laughs> so, are you? Are you going to see her again? Yeah.
3: Was she? You told me you had people over last night to watch Game of Thrones. Did you have her over last night? She didn't come over because okay.
5: she doesn't watch Game of Thrones. And uh, oh,
4: she's dumb. Yep, yep. Get rid of her. She what ain't a worth stupid it. Stupid bitch. She ain't worth it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs>
5: Savage. <laughs> uh, no, she did not watch Game of Thrones. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll catch her up on it. So. Uh, she, we were supposed to hang out this week Sometime before the weekend uh, Anyway, so right. Worst of the weekend, I spent a lot of money too right. <laughs> Other than that, that no, was fantastic, dude Best weekend ever Alright, best and
3: worst of the weekend 918-460-KMOD Call up and tell us the best thing that happened to you this weekend And the worst thing
4: Corn, um, Gimpy, what's the best and worst of the weekend? <laughs> well, uh, Harley Days of May was pretty good giving away a motorcycle yesterday or uh saturday that was pretty groovy just the uh, the crowd and people and and dollar beers hello oh hell yeah uh so that was probably the best part of the weekend i mean i had a really good weekend all the way around hell yesterday my wife and i uh took the motorcycle down to Shakota, um and we played a disc golf course down there which was a lot of fun uh, of, course, of course, that I've nev- never ever played before. Now, the worst part of the weekend is is actually really not that bad. I, I go and I throw my disc, and I'm lined up for a really sweet birdie shot, about maybe thirty feet away from the uh, basket. <laughs> no, you just listen here, and and I go and I, commentary on disc golf is painful. Yes, just as much oh. as it is to listen to you. <laughs> No, listen. that's actually incorrect. Listen. Calm down. My I'm, ratings are number one. They, yeah, yeah, I'm all part of this boat, too. So, well, not listen. your disc golf commentary. <laughs> if I can get on with it, I go and I throw the damn disc into the basket. It gets in the chains. I'm like, sweet birdie, and it wraps around the chains and spits it out of the basket. Pisses me off. Why didn't you just say shot. I missed a shot? Because why did we have to get all of that? <laughs> because it just doesn't make sense. If you're like, it oh, does. You I went it. for no. a shot and I missed. No, because it sounds it like I, out. it sounds like I didn't get anywhere close to it. If I say I just missed, oh, this man. one was in. Whirled it around the damn chains and then spit it back out. That was the fun part. Oh I thought
5: I had a first world worst of the weekend, Gimpy. <laughs> missed the disc golf shot. I show. spent lots of money. I spent lots of money. That's pretty first world. Yeah. You missed a disc golf shot. Right. <laughs> Trying to make it sound more exciting
3: than it really is.
1: <laughs> yeah. <God.
3: right? laughs> uh Best and worst of the weekend. The best part of the weekend for me was uh, pretty happy that my daughter's feeling better because she's been sick uh, all week with snot and I've had to. Sucks snot out of her nose, and mm. it just sucks. Uh, mm-hmm. And she was sick the same way she was the last time that, or when she was in the hospital with bacterial meningitis. So really? it was a little uncomfortable for a while. So I'm glad she's feeling better. That's the best. Damn, Worst part of the weekend is we started swim lessons, and my daughter hated it. <laughs> right? Hated okay. it. Like, right. this is dumb. And she's looking at me in the pool with my wife, crying, going, w- why aren't you picking me up? What have you done to me? Right. You <laughs> a-hole. Oh, wow. Is, you
4: think that's because all she's the only water she's really had experience with is, is bath time, and there's right. not much?
3: She's a kid. I don't
4: know. Yeah. <laughs>
3: you scare her one time, she loves it. You scare her the second time, she's, she hates it. She's, she's, a, she's a girl. I don't know.
1: <laughs>
3: Best and worst of the weekend, 918-460-KMOD. Uh, Cameron is on the phone. Hey Cameron, how are you?
7: Very good, how are y'all?
3: Good man, what was the best and what was the worst of the weekend?
7: Man, the best thing about my weekend was I got to drink a lot.
3: Nice, and what was the worst part of the weekend?
7: I ran out of beer.
3: Hey now, All right, Cameron, Mm. have a great week man.
7: Alright, thank you. See you later.
3: Uh, Timon is on the phone. Hey Timon, how are you? I'm good, how about you? Good, what was the best and what was the worst of the weekend?
7: Uh, Best part of the weekend was I got to go up to Stillwater and see my family for my birthday. And we had a big celebration out there.
3: Nice. Happy birthday.
7: Hey, thank you.
3: And what was the worst part?
7: Uh, We spent a little too much money, and we are making up for that today.
3: What is that? What do you mean you're making up for it today?
7: Uh, apparently we spent more than we thought we did, and we had to borrow from my mom. Oh. Uh, Yeah.
3: And what birthday was this? 22, 25, what? What'd you say?
0: 23.
4: 23. All All right. right. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, man. Well, have a great week and happy birthday.
7: Thanks. Appreciate it. See
4: you later. I had my second kid at 23 years old. (laughs) He's celebrating
5: birthdays and enjoying his life. Right. Borrow money from mom. (laughs) Cody, what was
3: the best and worst of the weekend?
7: Um, the best part of the weekend was getting to watch the OU women get to the finals in the College World Series. Right. And the worst of the weekend was I had pneumonia.
3: So you went to a, to a public event with pneumonia?
7: No, I didn't oh. go. I watched it on TV. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> good. Good for you. Yeah, I would be like, that seems like a not a good idea if you're not feeling well. Yeah,
7: no, no, that wouldn't be a good idea. I was confined to my bedroom.
3: Right on. Cody, have a great week.
7: You do the same.
3: All right. See you later. Best and worst of the weekend, 918 460 KMOD. You call up. Tell us the best thing that happened to you this weekend and the worst thing. Tony's on the phone now. Hey, Tony, how are you?
7: I'm good. How are you?
3: Good. What was the best and what was the worst of the weekend?
7: Well, the best thing this weekend was I got to hang out with my brother and meet Cornflake at the Harley giveaway.
3: Oh, nice. How was that?
7: Cornflake's cool, man. He's my favorite. Really? Aw, thank you. Smart Is this guy. your brother? I even, no. I even got the final beer. That was cool too.
3: All right. <laughs> what was the worst part of the weekend?
7: I didn't win the Harley, man. Oh.
3: Yeah. Sorry about that, man. We tried.
7: <laughs> Y'all have a good morning. All right,
3: man. See you later. We only had one. We tried to rig it <laughs> for you to win. Yeah. Cornflake was like, "You bought me a beer?
4: Oh man! I- I'll try and rig it. Yeah. I'll see what I, I can <clears> do for you." There's no way. There's
3: no way to rig it. No, no, no way. It was raining Saturday morning too. I was like, "Oh man, what are we
4: gonna do? It's like raining, a bastard!" Yeah. Was. And I woke up and I was all excited to get on the bike and ride, woohoo! And then I open up the door and it, it's pissing. On yeah, me,
3: it so. wasn't. It wasn't that bad. It was. It worked no. out to be very nice. Uh, Game of Thrones last night. M- maybe the Deep. best Game of Thrones episode all
5: season. It is the only time that I have cheered. When something happened, usually I'm like, oh, or like, yeah, that's nice. But I was like, oh, oh, oh my god, that when the the hound showed back up, right? Amazing, right? <laughs> I haven't watched it. What are you talking about? Listen, it, it's in the past. Yep. It's it's old
4: news. So we are going to talk about it. So it, does it just me or does it look like the hounds gained a little bit of weight since we last seen them? I mean, I just, he's not wearing the slender sheet metal. If that's yeah. what yeah. You're That's applying. what it is, but it looks like he's gained a little weight. He's like fatter in the face than what he normally I don't know. is. I I guess
3: I don't really look at them who, like that. Who knew oh, armor they're... was slimming? Uh, I, don't, I know,
4: right? You take it all off and he's a giant fat ass.
3: And what's her name? Getting stabbed?
4: <laughs> right in the gut. Oh, yeah. my God. I told
3: my wife after that happened. I'm
4: like, man, the win- ladies and men back then were quite durable. Yeah, they were. People get stabbed <laughs>
3: all the time and they're like, we're fine.
4: She yeah. falls over the bridge into the moat and then swims off. Like, it's it like swims nothing. off. I've been like, I'm, I'm bleeding uh, really
5: bad too. She yeah. was bleeding a lot. Yeah, she's walking out there. Uh, and then
3: uh, I watched uh, Preacher, which is Sam and Cornflake have been talking about how great the show is.
4: So I watched it. it do, am I going to waste my time because I haven't gotten into it Dude. yet? Uh,
5: I'm, I'm not going to watch any more of it. Okay,
4: I am going to watch every
5: single episode. It's completely badass. It's so good. It's very, very, very comic booky. Like basically, uh, I don't want to mess there's with. There's a it lot then. of really over the top stuff. Okay, like you mean like
4: uh, you just not like comic books at all? Uh, I'm not. It's when you say comic booky, it just doesn't. It's not really. No, I mean X Men was I right, about it. But yeah, if you love comic books, this yeah, is in your wheelhouse, dude. Yeah, it's if, really
5: over the top, really violent, and just awesome.
3: I feel like you can't. If you don't like comic books, you may not like the show. Cause it's you've, you got to have to like comic books to get it or understand okay. the history of it. Okay. I think you can't
5: just blindly go into the show. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fascinating though, man. Like it's. Lots of explosions and stabbings and dismemberments And just really, really awesome story. Here's the basis of it mm-hmm. The main character has been possessed by a spirit Some sort of spirit A yeah.
3: spirit who he thinks he's God But it's got an a, a Jekyll and Hyde to it Okay And then he goes along and fights the crusade To find God with his ex-girlfriend, Tulip And his other friend that he just met Who's an Irishman who's a vampire Yeah
5: Nope, negative, it's not gay. Oh, I was badass. like, I thought I nailed it. I think I nailed it. I described it perfectly. Uh, I don't no. know about the Jekyll and Hyde thing. He's He is trying to be. He has menacing parts to him. He totally he's, does. But he's sh-
3: supposed to be doing these good things, but he has these menacing parts. People will listen to his word and take him at his word. Yeah. Like in the opening episode, he goes up to this, and he's like, just show your heart to this woman. Show your heart to this woman. So he, go- he goes to her, and he sits down, and he cuts his heart out.
5: Yeah. Yeah. People take it very literally. That's the the extent of his power, is he tells someone to do something, and they do it to a T, literally. That's why all those people were exploding, because they couldn't handle it. Yes, people explode in this show, too. Yeah. It's amazing. It's completely stupid. Uh, let's do two more. Uh,
3: best and worst of the weekend. Let's go to Mary. Hi, Mary. How are you?
7: Hi. Good morning. How are you?
3: Good. What was the best, and what was the worst of your weekend?
7: The best and the worst were the same thing. Okay. I I did my first spin class yesterday. Which
3: is bicycle, right?
7: Yes. Okay. It was terrible, <laughs>
3: but
7: it was also really awesome, so it was the best and the worst.
3: So, like, as it was happening, you were like, this is horrible. Yeah, I was
7: like, I'm never doing this again, and then afterwards, I was like, I'm going to be back on Tuesday.
2: Fitness. Nice.
3: Fitness, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mary, thanks so much. Have a great week.
7: <laughs> Bye.
3: See you later. Uh, Tom, you're the our last one. Best and worst of the weekend.
7: Oh, the best part of my weekend was I got some killer overtime, and the worst part of my weekend was I got a Game of Thrones spoiler from my favorite big, mad morning show.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> right. sorry, bro. <bruv>. Sorry about <laughs> that, man. All right, see you later, Tom.
7: All right, have a good.
3: You
5: too, man. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's in the past. I mean, yeah, it's, it's news. We're, we're talking about the news well, here. It's not news. I mean, it's. News is it's Muhammad Ali died. Yeah. yeah right. We're talking about a television show. <laughs> current events. No. Uh, all right, we're
3: gonna take a break. We come back. We've got tickets that we're gonna give you for something I can't tell you.
1: <laughs>
3: it sounds weird, but I'm gonna give you concert tickets. How about that? And you're gonna want them. We'll explain all of that at nine, but you're gonna win those tickets when we come back.
0: You're listening to the big mad morning show. What up, N-Bombs? <laughs> This is Tulsa's morning show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show.
3: 918 460 KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. You're going to win something. I just can't tell you what it is for another hour
5: and a half. <laughs> All the mystery. Awesome.
4: It's not going to suck. We're not going to give him a donkey behind door number three. You're not going to get a date with (laughs) Cornflake. Now that's a zonk. That's a zonk.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You're going to win something pretty cool. So I'll tell you at nine. So you're just going to have to wait for that. But we are going to uh, hook you up right now as we play a game. We call it the one second game. (laughs) Many famous television shows have been on television. (laughs) (laughs) And you should know the theme songs. So, to prove that theory, we'll play one second from a famous television show's theme song, and if you guess it correctly, you're going to get the tickets... To what I cannot tell you that you won
4: <laughs> It's the cooking expo <laughs> Maybe <laughs> If you <laughs> <laughs> It's Barney oh, VeggieTales oh, <laughs> On ice Tales <Vegetables laughs> on ice <laughs> uh.
3: <laughs> It's the smoothie tour Maybe if you whisper sweet nothings to Gimpy he'll tell you what it is Maybe um, <laughs> When you win off the air so, uh, 918-460-KMOD I, I'm, This one, I'm not sure I'm 50-50 on whether this is going to be a challenging one okay. I, I think it's going to be challenging But I know that when I say that It's not mm-hmm. So, we'll see, we'll give it a try here Let's go to the phones and get our first contestant Good morning, you're on the air, what is your name?
2: James
3: James, how are you today? Good James, would you say you're pretty good with television shows? Um, possibly, possibly all right, well, I'm gonna give you one second from the theme song of a famous television show. If you guess it correctly, you're gonna get a pair of tickets to something I can't tell you yet, okay <laughs> all right, all right here, here is the one second. <laughs>
0: I'll
3: play it again
5: uh, I have no clue uh how I met your mother Hi. It, that may go down as the worst <laughs> guess ever
3: that's all right man uh, have a great day brother all right? All right. all right all right see you later next one good morning you're on the air what is your name oh good morning you're on the air what is your name
7: this is jeremy
3: jeremy how are you today
7: i am awesome how are you
3: doing awesome buddy listen i can't tell you what you're gonna win if you guess this correctly but you're gonna like it i promise okay awesome all right here is the clue what television show is that from uh, you, sorry, you broke up. Say it again for me. Wow. All right. Wow. Wouldn't that be a shame if you got it right? Yeah, no, Right. right. <laughs> we'll never know. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name?
7: Leanne.
3: Leanne, how are you today? Good. Good? Did you get your throat clear? You're all good? You ready to go?
2: <laughs> I heard it. I'm um I'm not sure what it
3: is. That's okay. Well, I'll play the clip, and you take a guess. If you guess it correctly, you're going to be getting the hookup. You're going to get a pair of tickets to I Can't Tell You What.
7: Sure.
3: All right. Okay.
1: Sure. Here.
7: here it is.
3: <laughs> what is it? Is it Bonanza? Bonanza. It is not Bonanza. I'm sorry. Thank you for calling. Okay. All right. See you, you later. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name?
4: This is uh, Farron.
3: Farron, how are you?
4: Doing well. How are you?
3: All right, man. Here is the clue. What is it?
4: Is it the Lone Ranger?
3: Is it the Lone Ranger? Oh, wow. It is the Lone Ranger, man. Congratulations. Right. You're, you're going to win. Now, it's something cool. You're going to win tickets to something cool. I can't tell you what it is. You want to take a guess? <laughs> um, chili Peppers, maybe. Chili Peppers. It might be. might not, but it's not, but yeah. it might be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, hang on line. Gimpy's going to get your info, okay? Way cool. All right, man.
5: Thanks.
6: With the speed Dude, Lone Ranger, I used to,
5: I had my tumor. own tiny little television when I was a kid. It was probably like uh, just like a little 8 or 10 inch television and it was black and white and I would watch Lone Ranger on it. Really? I had a, I had my TV was in a cabinet off in the corner of the living room so, you know, so the parents wouldn't have to see and, you know, look at me. So I'd sit and watch <laughs> Lone Ranger.
4: That's not surprising. Yeah,
5: I had my in television where I'd play video games and I watched Lone Ranger on that television. I loved it awesome. <laughs> the show is so exciting. And looking back, seeing am like, like, these days, it's really boring. It's a really boring <laughs> show. Yeah, My it's God. no preacher. Yeah, it is no <laughs> preacher. My God, it is not. I- Do you remember an episode
3: or something happening during one of the shows that you remember as a really exciting moment? So while you're thinking about that, one for me is, we. mine was the Brady Bunch. We would come home from school and watch the Brady Bunch. And I, one of the most Famous ones that I remember, there's two. The don't play ball in the house and the ball bouncing in an odd way down the steps and knocking over the <laughs> vase of a weird horse. And then the other one was the um, when throwing the football and hitting Marsha right in the
4: face. Yeah, broke her nose. Yeah,
3: that, and, and then also the card, stacking the cards. That's the ones I don't know why they stick in my head, but they do. So, or the one where uh, Marsha got braces and she had to eat uh, spaghetti and it tasted weird and the boys. Were... anyway,
5: <laughs> do you have one with the Lone Ranger? Not one in particular. It, it really all blurs together because it was just horse riding and shooting Indians and that was really it. So, That's what uh, I'm saying. Like, I... I, what would be a big cliffhanger? for the lone ranger are
4: mm, oh, the um, indians going to see i don't even know <laughs> no because the lone ranger always saved the day at the end of the episode then after it left you hanging you know like will he make it
5: i don't know maybe he had a pill dependency in one of the episodes and he was <laughs> right. overcoming that i'm so but.
3: excited <laughs> i just can't hide that's a save by the bell reference <laughs> right or maybe the horse like dies and he's on an island and they don't know if they're going to get off. Uh, but the, the island's also haunted. Oh, my God. <laughs> the horses and they're, are- stu- they're stuck in... Uh- uh, in between heaven and hell or death in heaven or whatever like purgatory the either. horse isn't dead yet yeah. but
5: it did lose a limb for, to diabetes and, uh, it's, but that's what TV shows now have to do they yes. have to have like
3: this weird extra thing rather than like it's,
5: no man it's just about cowboys yeah instead of spending 10 minutes on the plot and like I don't know he can kill some more Indians today I guess then. right <laughs> what do you want to do today
4: well I guess we can kill some more that's horrible man yes <laughs> that's horrible
5: alright we're
3: going to take a break we'll have more tickets to what I can't tell you until 9 o'clock we'll make the announcement So uh, hang out for that. Welcome to the
0: Thunderdome, bitch. More of the Big Mad Morning Show is next. What's that? Sounds stupid. 97.5 KMOD.
3: Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. For those that don't know, today is D-Day.
4: Not dong day, cornflakes, don't get too excited. <laughs> react. No, no, no. You just go ahead and
3: enjoy your dong day. Can't be. And even though I like studying war stuff and watching period pieces about that time, I don't even think I understand the gravity of the invasion of Normandy. Yeah, no way. I mean And I don't think I don't think people our age, Mm-mm. I'm talking about the three of us. Do and I know Sam really doesn't yeah, but for they they if it wasn't for penicillin, more people would have died than what did die because so many people got infections and
4: stuff. It was like some nine thousand people or something like that that died. am I right uh that died that day? yeah well, the
3: amount of people. That were involved was nearly 2 million. Wow. Good Lord. Wow. And it was a very last minute thing and super secretive. The maps had different names on them, so people didn't know what... I mean, they, they, most people didn't know what the other ship was going to do mm-hmm. or where they were supposed to land. And there were 17 million maps that they used. There were 7 million tons of supplies that got delivered. There was 448,000 tons of ammunition that they got delivered. 127 planes were lost on D-Day, and at the end of Normandy campaign, 28,000 airmen were dead. And it took two days for Germany to reach the, the Germany 2nd Waffen SS Division, two weeks to reach the front all because of the amount of pressure they were, they were receiving. And there are nearly 10,000 graves in France for all the Americans that are buried there, and all the graves face towards America.
4: Huh. You've been to France, right? I have. have. I've not been to Colville. Okay, I was going to ask if, if you can go actually visit you these can grave sites. Wow. You can. Um, 307 of the graves contain remains of unknown
3: soldiers. And 1,557 names are in the Garden of
4: the Missing for those who were never found. Wow. Jeez. Never found. Like maybe they were washed out to sea or something after yeah. they had died. or worse. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Or were killed and the dismembered.
3: Like, who knows? Right. 21,000 Germans are buried at La Combe. And there were 946 Canadian casualties during the Normandy invasion. And there, I, I don't think there is, there, well, there isn't, there isn't anything like Normandy and the invasion of Normandy when you're talking about the history and everything.
4: No. No. When we, uh, when we invaded uh, the Middle East for the very first time, nothing near as, as what it is compared to D-Day. No. Uh, I'm trying to think of other, other places we have invaded. Uh but still, I mean like not to take away from that or anything,
5: but Normandy man like that's that's something if that were to happen today like now with with, with social media and everything, the way people will react would be just like I mean, I don't think we would have the rallying ugh, I don't know, I think we wouldn't have the rallying support that we had back then
4: well, I think we would I think with social media the way it is nowadays, we'd know before it even happened, and then you'd get America's support. Backing it before anything, like like let's say uh, somebody wanted to invade, you know, America. Yeah, I think that we'd find out before it even happened, and then that we would be right there on the front lines, America and Americans.
3: When it comes there. to D Day and the air support that it took to build up to the invasion of Normandy, this is this is impressive, and I don't think this gets reported a lot. Between April first and June fifth of nineteen forty four, the Allies flew fourteen thousand missions. Wow. Losing 12,000 airmen and 2,000 aircraft.
4: God.
3: 2,000.
4: That's a lot Do of Do you money.
3: realize the pressure that would put on our Air Force now if we lost that many planes? Yeah. Hmm. No wonder people were having to ration things and they weren't, like they had to make planes quickly. And, ah. Yeah. Just uncomprehendable to us what our ancestors did to make sure... That no one was gaining anything. It wasn't like America did it to gain something, or Canada got involved to gain something. It was merely to put down a menace.
1: Yeah.
3: Man. All right. Sorry. Sorry. You got to watch the clock. Uh, All right. So with all that, here's pop in sports.
2: (laughs)
6: Draymond Green last night, 28 points, 5 three-pointers, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. 110-77 to 77 is your final as the Warriors take a two-games-to-none lead in the NBA Finals. LeBron James last night, quote, We didn't win anything, no points of the game did we get beat by... Uh, no, at no point in the game did we do anything well, we just got beat. Thanks, LeBron, for the amazing insight on that. Cleveland just couldn't keep up, especially once the Splash Brothers got started scoring last night. The Warriors are now the first team to go up two games to none in the final since the Lakers in 2009 against the Orlando Magic. And uh, LeBron James had his career-best 25 straight postseason game scoring 20 points or more. He had that snapped last night. Uh, lots of local news, including the Oklahoma Sooners last night in women's college softball winning 7-3 to over LSU to advance to the Women's College World Series Championship Series against Auburn. Game one will start tonight at 7 o'clock. Oklahoma State in baseball advancing to the Super Regional. And another big local story on the high school front, Alan Trimble stepped down to Jinx this weekend. He was their head coach since 1996, or at least that's when he won his first championship. And finished with an overall record of 224 and 35. 9 of those were forfeits back in 2008 when the Trojans were found guilty of multiple infractions. But uh, yeah, 224 and 35 for a coaching career at Jinx. This is kind of surprising. This came out of nowhere, right? Uh, it did to me. Now there had been there's been rumors for like 4 years right. that he was going to step down at any point in time, but I found this one a little odd. I can't wait until I learn more potentially today. Usually, if you're going to step down, you would do it right after the season. Not wait until we get to this point in the summer where they're already going through a team camp. I mean, he made this announcement after the Trojans were at a team camp. I hope he's okay then. I I, yeah, so I, I don't I don't know if it's if it's anything like that. I know both of his daughters are now graduated; they're through high school. But I thought if he was going to make this announcement, it would have been after last year, especially with winning the state championship. So I do hope everything's okay because I do consider Alan Trimble a friend um, on on that front. Um, but uh, maybe we'll know and find out a little bit more by this afternoon. But that's a massive job. That oh, I'm yeah. telling you, the amount of resumes that that job will get will be. Insane.
3: Uh, one other note UFC, there's two big stories coming out of the UFC. Well, there's a couple actually. Dan Henderson knockout is ridiculous. If you have not seen him, um, just knock this guy out who's a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Dominic Cruz just continues to be ridiculously unstoppable. And uh, seeing Bisping being knockout, Luke Rockhold oh, so is awesome. Good. Because Luke Rockhold runs his mouth like he's been the champ forever, and yes. he has no business doing it. Hey, and man, Bisping I, just shutting him
6: up with his one eye is fantastic. Man, I like Michael Bisping. I always have. Yeah. I know I know everyone got on him back when Dan Hindo beat him. But that was like back during UFC 100, right? Yeah, it was a while back, yeah. it was forever ago. And I get it. He ran his mouth a lot, and, and Hindo knocked him out. But everyone hates Michael Bisping. I, I don't get it. I, the fact that he won that fight in 17 days training. But, I mean, Corbin. The big news was the fact that they were able to keep it secret that Brock Lesnar was coming back for UFC 200. Massive. And that promo that they have and, and put together this weekend is maybe the best promo I've ever seen yeah. in the
3: history of UFC. It was released, uh, Ariel Helwani actually teased it, which I got something to tell you about that, which is pretty yeah. crazy, is that uh, Brock Lesnar will be fighting on UFC Pay-Per-View 200, which sounds crazy and a lot of naysayers. The WWE has confirmed it, yes. that they've given him a one-fight grant so he can go do this. Yeah. Amazing. And then he's
6: going to fight in... Uh, Sorry. Then he's going to wrestle at SummerSlam. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they haven't announced who he's fighting, though, right? Uh, no, they have not. Not yet. Everyone wants a piece of him, though. Everyone. Yeah. Josh Barnett was tweeting about it. Shane Carwin, who we haven't heard from in forever, right. was like, give me Brock Lesnar. Like, settle down. We need a bigger name than Shane Carwin. It, it, if you weren't unsure about buying UFC 200, yes. you probably aren't unsure anymore. Sold now. And then uh Hohani
3: leaked it hours before the start of the pay-per-view, and then they, he was escorted out of the arena and yeah. banned... "Quote unquote for life mm-hmm. from uh, being a part of the UFC uh, coverage, which the story goes the UFC got him fired from Fox, and mm-hmm. then uh, now they've got him banned where he can't cover any UFC, which is ridiculous. Yes, it, it mm-hmm. is. You you don't you don't uh, ban an an NBA journalist because he reports a possible trade.
6: No, it, it's it's just so horrible. They have a long list of other members of the media that have been quote unquote blackballed." Away from the sport and out of the sport because they reported on something that they did not appreciate.
3: Yeah, but this guy's high profile enough that He's it'll bring some attention profile.
6: to it. It's finally one that's high profile enough that will bring more attention to it. I eventually think that he will be back, uh, but it's another long line. You know, there was a there was a uh, report that came out a few weeks ago or a few months ago from a guy that I really like, Jeremy Botter, who wrote for an organization that I hate, Bleacher Report, uh, <laughs> but actually. Uh, an internal memo that he had written that went out to Bleacher Report employees that was like a seven steps of how not to get banned from the UFC. And every one of them was pretty detailed about, hey, this is what you do. Uh, Keep in mind, they read everything. UFC reads and listens to everything. So the minute you say something negative, they're going to find out about it, no matter where you are, and they will potentially pull your credential. Hi, Dana. I like you guys. Right. Next time you come back anywhere close. I, I like you guys. I think everything you do is on point. balls to wall sports. I love UFC. Jeremy Poplin,
3: 97.5. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. We played the Q a while back. Lynn Wilson of Hominy got qualified for the Coors Light badass Boy Toy Giveaway. Every hour you get qualified with us, and then you have a chance to get qualified with Linen Lunchbox, too. Make sure you're going to KMOD.com to get all the details on that. We talk to our listeners on Mondays in the 8 o'clock hour because our listeners are awesome. And today is no exception as we have Richard Foster on the phone. Hi, Richard. How are you?
7: Oh, good morning. I'm fine. How are you doing?
3: Good. Richard is 43 years old, married, has three boys. And uh, active duty Army. Well, thank you for your service, Richard. Well, thank you. And uh, you are a sergeant first class? Yes, sir, I am. And you're retiring this year, huh?
7: In August, yeah, Roger. August and, the 22nd is a big day, actually. You got to be pretty excited. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to quit wearing the uniform. Uh, I know that probably sounds a little weird, but I've been wearing it longer than I haven't been in my life, so I'm ready to get rid of it.
3: <laughs> what is life going to be like for you afterwards?
7: I don't know. It's a really, really, really good question. A little nervous and scared. Uh, military and the Army has always been a major part of my life, and I don't know uh, I don't know how it's going to work. I know I will still have to get up because it's ingrained in my head at probably 5.30 or 6 and go run and do some PT. That's about it.
3: That's got to be kind of stressful, actually, to think about that, because it's been so much of your life, then suddenly you have to make it not. That's got to be kind of difficult, because it's been so automatic, right?
7: Yeah, you know, <laughs> once you're in the Army, especially when you first start out in the military at all, uh, through your first couple of ranks, you don't have to think. You just have to react and, and do what you're told. And then once you get up to become a, a senior NCO, then you got you start having to having to think and, and plan and, and realize that you're responsible for other people other than yourself.
4: So you, you say that uh, after you retire or whatever, you, you find yourself, you'll probably have to get up still early in the morning and do your workout, your PT and whatnot. So do you ever think that there's going to be a point in time that you won't do that, that you, you'll you actually sleep in and, and then eventually just stop working out? Or is that something that you just you think is ingrained into your your system now?
7: Well, I guess when I get to the old folks home, and I can't stand, that'd probably, <laughs> no, be, about, no. that'd probably be the day that that happens.
5: Okay, so uh, once you hit retirement, what's the first thing you want to do? The thing that you should have been sitting in the back of your head for forever
7: now? Uh, the one thing that I want to do, well, what I want to do, slash what I need to do, is uh, once I get out of the Army, uh, that very last day, uh, you know, they give me my, my separation papers and I get my DD 214. And the next day, I want to go to work. Uh, I need to stay busy. Um, as far as something that I, I want to do to kind of, as a reward, uh, my wife bought me, uh, as a retirement gift, a O2 Firebird, uh, convertible, which nice. is a beautiful car. <laughs> what color? And then, uh, it's red, yeah. bright cherry red. We <laughs> drive around on, on the weekends with the top down. That is, that is and awesome. Say, oh
1: yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, what I'd like to do is, um, take her out on a cruise or, or take her away on a on a short vacation. I mean, she deserves it more than I do.
3: What does, uh, when you get your will it just be a normal day for you on that day when you retire? Will you go and then at the end of the day they'll go, here's your papers, and then do you get to leave early or anything like that?
7: <laughs> no, there's a whole separation <laughs> process. <laughs> yeah, just show up. Here's your paper. See you later. Thanks. You don't get uh, to take like
4: a half day for retirement or nothing, huh? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'll, I'll call you guys
7: back and let you know how that last day goes.
3: <laughs> do, do the other guys? Do they play pranks on you, or is there like is it or is it just business as usual?
7: Oh no, it's just you know, it's just like any other business. Uh, you know, you got your guys that are they're all serious all the time, and then you got the guys who are, who are pranksters, um, like they. I had some really good friends of mine uh, in Korea before I left, and uh, they decided to take me out to to the Dragon is the hotel where you come in and you, or you stay at when you start to separate from Korea. And uh, there's a little bar there. I can't even remember the name of it. But anyway, I went down there and uh, got pretty lit, you know, drinking a little bit. And then towards the end of the night, my throat started itching, and, you know, I was coughing a lot, and I didn't understand so what was going on. Well, I got sick as we left. And for some unknown reason, um, I started uh, regurgitating pure sugar. They had been taking sugar and dumping it in my beer in the bottom of it.
1: Oh, like, oh my! Yes. <laughs> oh,
7: so
1: that's sad. you
7: know, you gotta. You're not. You know, pretty well lit. I'm not tasting the sugar, but by it, it's going down. It is. <laughs> and, Wow. Pretty lot. We're so speaking with Sergeant
3: that. First Class Richard Foster, active duty Army, retiring in August, and you did three tours in Afghanistan and Iraq. That is a lot. And yes, sir. Was it? Was it two. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
7: I, I did two tours in Iraq and one in Afghanistan.
3: That is, uh, Three tours is just one of those things that is now, unfortunately, is pretty common, right? It used to not be common to do so many tours.
7: Yeah, it is very uh it's unfortunately pretty common nowadays. I mean, I've got a buddy of mine um who's done 6. So, you know, I'm I'm it's, as far as I'm concerned, I'm pretty much down at the lower level of of rotations in and out of country.
3: Wow. Uh how old were you when you joined uh the guard?
7: Um I joined the National Guard uh because my father uh was a big influence obviously and he he retired out of the guard at the first arm. But uh, growing up, seeing him in that uniform and everything, I was 17. Wow. I'll get down to – I was 17 when I joined the National Guard. Uh, I went to basic training at Fort Benning, Georgia. And then uh, I came home, did my senior year in high school. So now there's this pimply-faced, bald-headed guy that looks like a, a, a white supremacist in this little redneck school. <laughs> 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 and people are – Wondering why I'd shaved my head and I told them and I uh, thought it was pretty cool once everybody understood what was going on and graduated high school and then I went to my AIT advanced individual training uh, at Fort Gordon, Georgia and uh, became a signal support system specialist and that's what I am today. And what is that? What does that mean to the commoners? Oh, it's a communication specialist, if you will. Um, when I first started out as a private, I hooked up wires, uh, little black WD-1 wire, uh, WF-16 wire, which is green and red. And then later on, progressed into uh, FM radios, uh, UHF, HF radio, satellite. And now, uh, we're, as time has progressed, technology's improved. Now I'm an IT specialist. I've uh, got an associate's in computer science. I've got my CompTIA Security Plus and Network Plus. Uh, I can set up computer networks and make sure your security features on on your uh, uh, gateway router are set up and all that computer and, nerd stuff.
3: And that's actually what you want to do when you're done in August. You're hoping to get an IT job, right?
7: Yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, I've I, it's kind of heart heartbreaking, I guess, and wrenching um, because I've been putting in my resume and applying for all these jobs on. USA Jobs and Indeed.com and all that, and I'm seen, I have yet to get anybody that wants to even sit down and talk to me. Um, I actually went to a job fair, and one, one of the guys at the job fair actually told me that they don't have the uh, assets and the time to sit down and talk to me because I don't have a DD-214, which is my paper that I need when I get out of the Army.
3: So, so until you retire and get that paper, they won't even take the time?
7: Well, that's, that's what one company told me when I went to the job fair. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not one of those guys who just sits back and waits. I've got to be proactive. I've got to take care of my family. So when I get out of the Army, yeah, I've got retirement. I've got disability, but I still need to make more money for my family so we can live the way we've become accustomed to because I'm not going to be making nearly as much money out of the Army when I retire as I am in the Army.
1: Well,
3: surely there's so, somebody that's listening to the show that is looking to hire somebody that would be willing to at least give you an interview. And if you are, or, I would love for you to contact the show. Either call Gimpy right now, 460-KMOD, or email a show at kmod.com, and then we'll, we'll connect everybody together. But there's got to be somebody that's looking for an IT person that maybe you can at least go interview with. I don't know if it's necessarily going to turn it into a job, but surely listening to our show, there's got to be somebody that's willing to um, at least sit down with you and talk about your qualifications.
7: See, that's, that's the one thing I would really, really like. I mean, even if they're not even thinking about hiring me, um, I would like to go sit in and do a job interview. uh, Twenty-two years of my life, I've never had to do anything like this, so that's <laughs> also a little bit nerve wracking. And I don't know how my resume stacks up to the civilian market. I've tried to put everything into civilian terms, but sometimes that just it doesn't transfer over. Well, you know here's, an I mean? I-
4: here's an idea for you, there, Richard. There's a website out there called ShowYourStripes.org. Okay, it's uh, iHeartMedia's part of it, and what they do is they they specify in looking for jobs for military personnel. So they have these list of, of people out there, like I'm looking at it now, American Express, American Airlines, and that's just in the A's, Anheuser-Busch, so on and so forth, that look to hire strictly military personnel. So you might want to check that site out to get yourself a I job. actually
7: did put, in, I did put my resume in for Anheuser-Busch, and I never heard anything back from him. Right. Well, at least,
3: so this is what I like to achieve, because there is somebody calling right now, <laughs> give me, is that if somebody wants to at least interview him, or maybe just kind of help you put your resume together in a more civilian manner or show you how you stack up just maybe even a little bit of mentoring that would be awesome if we could help hook that up
7: i'd appreciate it i really would
3: all right so let's talk again about so you did three tours in uh afghanistan and iraq and what was your first day of your first tour like it had to have been scary
7: well the 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 first day uh crossing over in the berm from from kuwait to iraq uh it was, it was a surreal, if you will. Um, we crossed over the berm, uh, on a AVLB bridge, which is a, uh, army automatic lane bridge. I can't remember exactly. I think it's armored vehicle lane bridge or anything. So but anyway, it's an engineer vehicle and they had it laid over the ditch. And then we crossed over the berm on the other side. And as we crossed over the berm on the other side, probably about four or five clicks in came across this little town and, uh, At this point in time, everybody was still really happy to see us, you know. Uh, And this is March. So we start, or no, I'm sorry, this is May. Uh, So we start pushing north, and we get to this little town, and there's these kids that are standing in the middle of the road, and they're not moving. They're jumping up and down. They're wanting candy or food or water or whatever. And my driver, uh, Benassi, on it, said, what do you want me to do, Sergeant Foster? Because I have a brand-new E5. Had no leadership experience. So I'm a buck sergeant. And I said, well, just don't stop, just run at him. So we're in this Humvee with a, a shelter on the back of it. And he just floors it and the kid barely gets out of the way. And I remember looking over it as he's rolling out the off the dirt road into the ditch and he's kind of looking at us like, I can't believe he didn't stop. Um, and then we drove, it took us three days to get to Baghdad and uh, we were driving, uh, we probably drove about eight hours. We're doing about 10 or 15 miles per hour because you know we're in combat so we're not like doing 55 or sixty on on highway one so we're in we get to our our first aA that night our assembly area and uh we set up our, our perimeter and then uh lieutenant colonel mark calvert uh he was our he was our squadron commander because I was part of second uh, armored cavalry regiment first squadron war eagles Cool. And uh, um, <laughs> we uh, we uh, set up our perimeter and uh, a 360 uh, wagon wheel, and then our colonel told us to uh, to dig our to dig our graves uh, anywhere from 18 to 24 inches down. And I remember that's a fighting position. And he said graves, and that just you know that kind of sticks in your head. Um, and what we did that for was in case we were you know. If we took small arms fire or indirect fire or whatever, we didn't have the capability to take the KIAs, if you will, with us. So we were, we were told, told to dig our graves in our fighting positions right next to our tires, and then something happened, uh, they'd take note of it, and they'd call the RSS, which is the Regimental Sports Squadron, and those guys would be falling behind us, and uh, they would have the grid coordinates. And this was way before uh computers the uh blue force tracker and all this we were still doing maps and compasses and so they would give them an eight digit grid and they would go out there and recover the bodies and then take us back and you know do all the formal paperwork and send us home if that had happened so i'm sitting here and i'm digging this now i'm 30. This not, i'm not a kid i'm you know i'm an adult but i was just so i was thinking to myself actually when i was digging i was like this is this is where i could diet and then i'll be right here you know.
5: Wow.
7: And then uh yeah, that was the first night. And then uh thank god nothing happened. Nothing nothing happened that night. So I mean, it was it was a long night of of you know, sphincter muscles tight, you know. <laughs> and uh starting to hear things out there that that weren't there, but your mind was telling you were there. Um unless you've been in that situation and it, and for those that are listening that have actually been in the situation, they understand what I'm talking about cuz your mind starts playing tricks on you. But nothing happened we never took one a small arm fire we never took any round at night or
3: anything but still i can hear what you're saying that is a it was pretty uh scary and reality set in pretty quickly when you guys got to the yeah. uh, area and, and had to dig,
6: dig graves
7: yeah right yeah he said and colonel calvert we called him ward farquhar because he was a little short man with an attitude could just come out <laughs> Yeah, if he's, he's a friend of mine on Facebook, so if he's
3: listening to
7: this on iHeartRadio, sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, go ahead. Oh, i
3: just I, go ahead. Yeah, so we're speaking with uh, Sergeant First Class Richard Foster. He's retiring in August. He's our listeners are awesome. He did three tours in Afghanistan and Iraq, and so just so you know, Gimby gives me these notes to kind of help me ask you some questions. And one of it says here that you would risk your life for Burger King.
7: <laughs> yeah um that's kind of a that's kind of a good story. Uh well, when we got there when when we got there uh and we actually pulled up to to our uh, we called it a camp because or we nicknamed it Camp Eagle because the term FOB or Ford Operating Base hadn't been created yet. This is very 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 early opening days of, you know, the Iraq War. And so we get there, we don't have any support, so the only thing that we have is what we were able to bring with us and our supply deuce and a half, which was nothing but MREs. And then for some reason or another, uh, the Army had decided to issue us an endless supply of tea rations. And what they are is this metal can that they put in hot boiling water. You can put a, uh, oh, crap, I can't even remember the name of the the little candle that you have at buffets, you know, that keeps the food warm. Right. Yeah, then then you can set them on top of that, too, to keep them warm. But anyway, the Army gave us an endless supply of wheat waffles, blueberry topping, some rehydrated... Eggs that were hard as a rock and rubbery, and then these turkey sausages that we called uh, monkey penises.
1: <laughs> 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 but,
7: but we we uh, we, we used an, another term of endearment for them. <laughs> rubbery, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for cleaning that up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and so you so, you yeah. had that a lot. So you probably were what craving the the Burger King.
7: Well, see, here's what happened. We'd been having that stuff for about the first three months. It's all we had was those MREs, which you have 24, and then you got these T-Rats, but they're nasty. So, yeah, Uh, we finally hear a rumor through the grapevine that a a Burger King had opened up on Biop. And uh, we're like, holy crap, they brought a Burger King out here? How awesome is that, you know? Um, So our supply, NCO, had to go to Biop, which is Baghdad International Airport. Um, and that's where VBC is now, Victory Base Complex. But anyway, he uh, he had to go there to get some some water. Or I don't remember. I don't want to lie to you. But anyway, he came back and he's like, "Yep, sure enough, there's Burger King there." He said, "I have one." They're like awesome, you know. So now we've got it confirmed. <laughs> but, but the main route, the main route going into uh, into off and this is this is all in so you can look it up on the internet. But anyway, it's called it was called Route Shamrock. Um, and also known as IED Alley. So, I mean, there were IEDs planted probably every, I don't know, 10 or 15 feet it felt like. So, we were all starving. And so, uh, a couple of us decided, hey, let's go to Biop. We'll get some burgers Burger King. And we'll bring them back here and we can all have a decent meal. I'm like, all right, cool. So, start taking orders. And then, when you start taking orders and you realize... You're the only one in this position that can make this happen. You're like, can I profit from this? <laughs> so, these guys are giving, this guy gives me a 20. I said, you're not getting any change back. How many burgers do you want? Just two. I said, right, I'm keeping the change. So after that, I started keeping the change. And so we wound up going to Biop and uh, got to the Burger King. And the, I'll tell you what, the, the longest line in the entire world was at this Burger King. I mean, there was probably know, 40. Forty-five, fifty soldiers standing out in line, just trying You're to get man. Burger King at this point in time. <laughs> and they were running, they, and there were a couple of times where they ran out of meat, and so we couldn't get a burger. But this particular time, we were able to get one, and we brought back twelve burgers. And uh, man, that first bite—I didn't even wait <laughs> to turn around. I was standing there at the window, and that first bite of that burger—it was like it was heaven. And uh, you could—it was hot. The cheese was on there. It had the lettuce, <laughs> and the best part about it was that mayonnaise. It was just so. Oh, it was perfect. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Tasted like America. <laughs>
7: <laughs> so we wound up we wound up buying about ten or fifteen uh, burgers and taking them back. Of course, by the time we got back, they were cold. But everybody enjoyed them. Uh, they were they were ecstatic. They were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this!" Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, uh, we never got hit by an IED uh, going to Burger King anyway. <laughs> so, I gotta tell you, I mean, that,
3: we could I could. We could talk about this for hours but we are we do have a limited amount of time and I want to make sure we hit that you are you are retiring in August after 22 years is that right 22 years? Yes sir Wow uh, and you're looking for an IT job so if you're someone that's maybe can offer him a job or you just want to talk to him or he's even looking for somebody to maybe kind of help him get his resume together for in a more civilian manner and you want to like mentor him and maybe help him get a job. Please get a hold of us here at the radio station. Email show at kmod.com or call Gimpy at 460-KMOD, and we will get you in touch with Richard. And uh, before we're done, 22 years, you look back at 22 years of service. What is your proudest moment?
7: My proudest moment? I don't know. You know, that's that's a a good question. Uh, I guess from a personal standpoint, uh, bringing my soldiers home. Uh, to their families that's it that's got to be that's it i mean there's no there's no other greater joy than that
3: just coming home and everybody's waiting for them and you get to see them all embrace their loved ones and
7: bringing them home so they're not dead in body bags
3: right right man
7: that's that's my proudest accomplishment
3: man i said it already but thank you again for your service much you know to just enlist but to stay with it for 22 years is impressive and Thank you again for your service, and I hope sometime we get to, uh, you know, toast a beverage with you and and thank you in person. Uh,
7: Sounds like a plan.
3: All right, man. Well, we'll, if we get anybody that gets in touch with us, we will uh, have Gimpy contact you and share that information with you. And uh, good luck with the job search, all right? All
7: right. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. You have a good day. All right. Congratulations
3: on your retirement, too. All right.
7: Thank you. All right. (laughs) See you later. Wow. I didn't
5: graduate from high school. (laughs) Right. This guy is so freaking accomplished. It's amazing. Yes. (laughs) God. 22
3: years in the service. God.
4: Yeah, right. He's 43, so he starts fresh at 21. Just straight out, ready to go.
3: Right. And he's getting ready to start fresh again.
4: Yeah. At 43. That's scary.
3: Yes. I can't even imagine.
4: I did get a couple of uh, leads for the guy. So just in that short amount of time. Yeah. So I'm going to pass that on. That'll be good.
3: Yeah. And if, especially if we get someone that could help mentor him, too, and yeah. just get him some practice on interviewing and stuff like that. Yeah. I'd love to be able to help him out. All right. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back.
0: You're listening to The Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD.
3: Good morning. It's The Big Mad Morning Show, 918 460 you can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. This is pretty exciting. It's time for patio parties. Yeah. The first patio party is Friday. At a classic. Yeah, it is. The Market Pub, 51st and Memorial, 5 to 7. Of course, there'll be Bud Light specials. This year, though, we're giving you four ways to fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, With Action Power Sports, we're registering to win one of four summer prizes, a motorcycle, wave runner, ATV, or a mule side-by-side. Now, the way this works is you come out there, you talk to Gimpy, there's a special keyword that you need to get qualified. We'll explain more of this as the week goes on, and we'll get everything up at KMOD.com, and you have a chance to win either a motorcycle, wave runner, ATV, or mule side-by-side just for coming to hang out with us. Yes, we're bribing you. (laughs) That's
4: not so bad of a bribe.
3: So, uh Patty Party start again this Friday at the Market Pub 51st Memorial from 5 to 7. Uh Let's go ahead and play Corbin Doesn't Know It All. They call me Mr. All. I will not
2: compromise. I will not be told do- what to do. I shall not step aside. From- and now it's time for Corbin Does Not Know It All.
5: Corbin doesn't know. Corbin doesn't
4: know. Corbin does not know it all. Corbin
5: doesn't know. Corbin doesn't know. Corbin, doesn't know.
4: Corbin does not know it all.
3: All right, the way this works is everybody will give me a clue of a famous person. I will have to try and figure out who it is. If I guess it correctly, it will uh, mean that I get lunch paid for by everybody else. And then uh, you all have to watch me eat. (laughs) And if I get it incorrect, I have to buy you guys lunch and you guys... We'll get to uh, enjoy some delicious food. Yes, while you watch us. While I watch. <laughs> Slowly eat. Uh, so let's go ahead, and I drew where we're going to eat today.
4: La Hacienda. La Hacienda. I don't know this place. Oh, neither do I. Me neither. It must have been one of Sam's okay. suggestions, because she's not here to say anything about it. This is a
3: Mexican restaurant down on Brookside.
4: Yep, that's definitely Sammy's then.
3: Sammy. I can just read the reviews as they show up, right? Mm-hmm. Shredded chicken gordita is bomb. Okay, <laughs> the gorditas are amazing. <laughs> oh. And then this one, the chips are just fried round corn tortilla chips. Oh, you're stupid! Isn't
4: that what they all
5: are? Yes, I'm just saying. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Guess what? Tortilla
3: chips are tortillas yeah. that they cut up and fry.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: stupid
4: people. Uh, all right, so we'll have uh, Sam's clue. Sam's clue first. goes like this: Corbin, you ready? Yeah. He stopped loving her today.
3: Okay, he stopped loving her today. Okay, all right, Gimby. I'm
5: all sorry, I... Cornflake. Okay. All right, Corbin, your clue is infamous for not, start again, infamous for showing up either drunk or not at all. You can't be one of these.
4: <laughs> You're not famous enough. <laughs> I'm famous, damn it. I'm a
5: celebrity. <laughs> Infamous for showing up either drunk that or not good. at all. That was
3: good. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I don't even care if I win now.
4: Not right? It's all right. I love
3: that when life imitates art. Right? Wow. Damn it. Did you come up with this clue on your own, or did you?
5: I did come up with this clue, and once I sensed it, I hit send, and I was, I was reading it like... Oh, there's a joke coming immediately! <laughs> yeah,
3: <okay>. yeah. <laughs> wow, Drunk or not at all. Right, right, right. Uh, all right, Gimpy. Uh, my clue
4: goes like this: possum. That's it. That's it. Possum. What are you thinking there? I see the wheels are turning. So, uh,
3: I believe the first Sam's clue is a lyric to the song. Uh, infamous for showing up drunk or not at all is obviously alluding to who the personality was. Mm-hmm. Possum is, I, that's, that doesn't ring anything with me. Okay. And I'm having a hard time even coming up with a name.
4: Does it, are you pulling a Sam? Like, I see it. No, like, no, I got right no, 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 <laughs> no,
3: no, I'm not pulling a Sam. Interesting. He stopped loving her today. Okay, infamous for showing up drunk or not at all. It's one of those like the moment I find out who is. I'm gonna be like, ah, damn it! Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, and you know, so many people right now are, I'm sure, like it's
4: this stupid, <laughs> right? Uh, you <laughs> as
3: you sit there with no stress, having to buy lunch,
4: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people texting. It's this? Is that?
3: What are you thinking? He, man? Stopped, he stopped loving her today. Infamous for showing up drunk or not at all. And possum. Mm. Man. Possum is a, it's a reference to an act. I'm just trying to brainstorm some stuff yeah, here. Absolutely. Uh, as if he played possum. Because we know it's a male. Uh, Infamous for showing up drunk or not at all. Uh, God, I feel like I should know this. I thought you were going to get it off of
4: my clue alone, honestly. Hell, I thought my clue alone was going to give it away. And then Sam's with hers, that just sealed the deal, so I am. You thought yours would give it away? Totally. Totally. Is this that good of a clue? Cornflake. That, that's all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. give you okay. that. It's all right. It's yeah. what this person was known as. This person was known as Possum. Mm-hmm. They were. That was like their name. That was it, man. And I just gave you more of a clue. No, I appreciate that. that. Yeah, no problem, yep. man. No problem.
3: That's Whatever.
4: <laughs> you know I don't have it. That's the only reason you did it. <laughs> I'm feeling really good now. I was at first. I was like, Possum. yes, this one might give it away, but I'm feeling better now.
3: So, like, infamous for showing up drunk or not at all. If I started jotting down musicians that were drunk and would show up not, you know, a drunk or not at all, Mm -hmm. the list would go long. Possum. I'm trying to think of all the people that played Possum, because these are going to be movie references for me. Right. It's not Kevin Bacon. He played, well, that was a tractor. (laughs) And I don't know about the he stopped loving her today part And I don't know if he's got a history of being drunk So that's it's not Kevin Bacon
4: I don't (laughs) think Kevin Bacon's much of an alcoholic type He could be though I'm just gonna say a name And I don't know if it makes sense
3: But it's just the name that popped in my head And I know it's not gonna be the one But Johnny Cash
4: Johnny Cash, Corbin is a great guest Incorrect incorrect. Incorrect, yes, that is wrong there we go. So, showing up drunk,
3: infamous for showing up drunk or not at all. Yeah. Elaborate on that more.
5: Uh, they were a well known Hellraiser. This person had a wife and a bunch of kids at the house and would hit it big and would party, 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 and got arrested a bunch and uh, actually had another nickname as No Show. No Show, and this person's last name. Right. Was part it was way what's the nickname I knew for this person? And that,
4: that's how he got that nickname. With no show person's last name because well he show up drunk or not at all. Yep. And so the lyric, the first Sam's clue was a lyric, right? Yes, it's actually a name of a song. Uh huh. The name of the song. Not I'm gonna know. I'm gonna lyric. kick myself after this.
5: Well, the, the it was Sam's was. I stopped loving her today. The clue was he stopped loving her today, re- referencing the person, but the song is "I stopped loving her today."
4: Yeah. Still not uh, ringing a bell, huh? No. Wow. Who is it? It's George Jones. George Jones, a.k.a. the possum. The possum, yeah. A.k.a. No-Show Jones. No-Show Jones. Yeah. But more widely known as, as possum. You know, when he died, it's like, ah, hell, the possum died. And yeah. he lived for a long, long time. I don't have much. That's one I would have never gotten. Really? Not much of a classic country fan, huh? Yeah, i respect
3: it, and I know a little bit of enough you know, to be dangerous, but... All right. Not enough to answer a trivia question.
4: Yeah. I got it.
5: Yeah, that I was him it. that wrote that sad ass Alzheimer song, right? No, 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 that no. Was George Jones? No, that was, it wasn't
4: George Jones. No, it was no. That Glenn Campbell. That was Glenn Campbell. Glenn. You're right. Okay. Which okay. made us all cry like a bunch of damn sobbing babies. God, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. George yeah. Jones, famous for
3: a white- "I'm Not Gonna Miss You," is the Glenn Campbell song. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm not going to miss you. <laughs> oh. My, that's the song. You're right.
4: It's still, it still hits pretty hard, even yeah. when it's you sounding all goofy. Singing, that's the way so. he sounds. <laughs> Glenn. Glenn, still alive, barely hanging on. Right. <laughs> he is. He's
3: definitely still alive. He's definitely still hanging on, too. Oh.
1: Not
0: going to miss you.
5: Hold you like I did. I yeah, goodbye. I don't thank know why, you. but not like, even doing well, it. I don't know why, much. but I'm picturing a, a Hodor montage
4: <laughs> oh, with, with that
5: song playing. Hold the door. Oh, no. All hold right, so dog. I'm buying lunch at
3: La Hacienda. More,
4: <laughs> and now you gotta buy his lunch. And now you gotta buy his lunch. Because you really don't know anything at all. And now you gotta buy his lunch. I said, hey, you're a loser, too, and now
0: you got to buy us lunch. Loser. More of the Big Mad Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMO. Good morning.
3: It's the Big Mad Morning Show. Scott Shaw, Liberty Mounds. Congratulations. Scott just got qualified for the Coors live Badass Boy Toy Giveaway. Scott could win a Polaris Razor 900 trail Woo-hoo! that we are giving away. Make sure you're listening for that cue that plays every hour with us. And then Linen and Lunchbox have some opportunities as well for you to get qualified. So be listening for that cue and we'll get to it coming up here in a little bit. What else did I have? Oh, we get, are getting hammered by people about a concert <laughs> announcement. Oh, yeah. Um, And there's one that's been... We'll talk about it coming up. But that's not the tickets that you won. Okay, the tickets we were giving away is not for the concert announcement that's out there. Okay. That just came out in the last 30, 40 minutes or so. Ooh. Yeah. We'll tell you about that one coming up here at uh, 9 o'clock when we also tell you the tickets that our winner won. Mm-hmm. All right, so there's Two concerts that are getting announced this morning Apparently now
5: Hell yes. We knew about
3: the one And I, we actually knew about the second one That just got announced But we, we weren't sure on the date So apparently it's happening now
4: Yep, well alright So
3: we'll be Don't get all you panties in a bunch People are like ah, The secret's out No it ain't Stupid
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah, we found out Good job, Gumshoe Well, congratulations Yeah, well, there's a lot more people that don't know Right Yeah Which <laughs> we're gonna get to coming up So let's get uh, popping here for sports So we can get to those concert announcements <laughs>
6: Draymond Green, 28 points, five three-pointers, seven rebounds, five assists. Steph Curry, 18 points, despite foul trouble, and Golden State beat Cleveland 110 to 77 in Game Two of the NBA Finals. 33-point win was the Warriors' most lopsided ever in a Finals game, and they won the first two games combined by 48 points. LeBron James had his 25-straight career postseason game scoring 20 more points streak snapped playing in his 194th postseason game. Game number three is coming up Wednesday night in Cleveland. Denver cornerback Akib Tlaib suffered a gunshot wound to his lower right leg and is being treated at a Dallas hospital. This happened on Sunday. Happened outside of a nightclub, according to a Dallas TV station. And the Oklahoma Lady Sooners last night punched their ticket to the Women's College World Series in softball. Their series against Auburn will start tonight at 7 p.m., in Oklahoma City at the College Softball Hall of Fame and the Cowboys in baseball, the 2016 NCAA Baseball Championship. Oklahoma State beat Clemson 9-2, to sweeping through the Clemson Regional. They reach a Super Regional for the fourth time. They will face the winner of Columbia, South Carolina Regional, which will come down to host South Carolina and UMC Wilmington. And that game is coming up tonight. That's Balls to Wall Sports, Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD. <laughs>
3: Good morning, it's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Two big concert announcements for you. One of them is already out there that people seem to think that is the the announcement that we were going to make today at this time. It is not. Just kind of crept out of nowhere. It's something we were. they told us about, I think, two weeks ago. And they weren't sure, but now it is confirmed that on Friday, October 7th at the BOK Center, Prophets of Rage will be performing. Yeah. Now, this is members of Rage Against the Machine, Public Enemy, and Cypress Hill on one stage.
4: Okay. Hell yeah, dude. I like all three of them separately. I'm interested to see what all three of them are like combined. Tom Morello,
3: Tim uh, Comerford. Brad Wilk, Public Enemies, Chuck D, and DJ Lord and Cypress Hills, be real. Awesome. All right. So cool. so cool. Tickets on sale Friday. As well, now this is the, what our listener this morning during uh, the one second game won. one tickets to this concert that's going to be going down at the Brady Theater on August 15th, and that is Volbitia yeah.
5: Yeah. with
3: Kill Switch Engage. Nice. Tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. Starship Records, tapes, whatever. Is it still t- records and tapes?
4: Uh, it's still records. I don't know if they have. I don't know tapes. if it's re-
3: uh, anyway. Starship, <laughs> you know Starship. Yeah, very really cool place. Uh, and then Theater dot com. And what's so funny is there was a text that was sent I saw earlier that said that. They were like, "Man, I wish I was listening to Volbeat this morning. I wish they would come to town." Well, wish granted. You're welcome.
4: Right, bam. <laughs> KMOD making it happen. <laughs>
3: so, Volbeat August fifteenth at the Brady Theater. If you've never seen Volbeat, they put on a ridiculous show, and with Kill, Switch Engage,
4: that is yeah, buddy. that is awesome. I was looking forward to seeing Volbeat for the first time last year at Rock, Oklahoma, uh, but they got rained out. So this makes up for that. We got to interview the singer, though. We did. And I was hoping to drink some mouthwash with him because apparently in <laughs> Denmark or wherever he's from, they like to drink mouthwash. They're a bunch of alcoholics. What? Yeah. Well, okay. Mouthwash. maybe alcohol. <laughs> yeah. I was doing the research because uh, we were uh. interviewing the guy. And uh, fun facts for Denmark, and they they drink mouthwash like it's regular over there, and it's not uncommon. I've never heard anything no. like that ever. That's yeah. the most insane stereotype I've ever heard. Yeah. I thought never it was strange, too, but apparently that's what they do, and it's also not uncommon to leave their babies in their strollers on the street curb while they're inside the store doing their business. <laughs> Another strange <laughs> fact that I found out about Denmark. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna address it. I don't even want to go there.
1: <laughs> Excuse
3: me. I'm not even. Anyway, Volby, okay, Volby, Brady Theater, August fifteenth with Kill Switch Engage. Tickets on sale Friday. And uh, also told you about the Prophets of Rage that will be here October seventh. Okay, uh, this is a pretty awesome story, and I'm just gonna read the headline because it's got so many bizarre parts in the headline, and then we'll talk about it. Porn star says world famous violinist forced her to drink urine.
5: Uh,
4: okay. Forced?
3: That's what you focused in forced? on? Forced. World famous violinist. <laughs> Charlie Daniels.
4: No, that's a fiddler. The, Huge difference. The article quotes the
3: violinist as the David Beckham of classical music.
4: Shut your face.
3: <laughs> what the porn star, can you imagine the porn stars like, yeah, I'll go on yeah, violinist?
4: Okay, yeah. I mean, I, yeah.
3: Anyway, <laughs> she claims that her ex-boyfriend is a pervert and forced her to drink his urine <laughs> and tried to hire a sex slave so this in a $12 million lawsuit against him.
4: <laughs> wow. People ask this porn stars, so They're like, this is your old man. Yeah, what's he do for a living? He is a world-famous violinist. Yeah, he's not old. <laughs> no, he's-, he's really young.
3: The X-rated Ash- actress is Ashley Udan. You Dan. Let's see if I can find some of her more finer work. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. This so all looks pretty normal. I don't see anything crazy here. Usually you click on that stuff and you're like, good lord. This girl needs some some fatherhood in her life. <laughs> Because that is not the way that you do that young lady. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, yeah, I can't find anything picture wise that I'm
5: like,
4: oh, I think I'm spelling your name uh, wrong. Yeah, it's you. you Dan. Uh, right. I mean, you Dan. Yeah, I was spelling it. You just the letter you and Dan and it comes up with all this Indian dot not feather type pictures and I'm like, well, that doesn't seem right. The guy is David Garrett. David Garrett. He is a Juilliard trained violinist.
3: He kind of looks like, the article says Kurt Cobain, but I'd, he looks like some weirdo dude trying to not be who he is. The
5: Kurt Cobain. <laughs> trying real
3: hard. <laughs> yeah, she's dirty. Uh, she apparently says that, the actress says that she, he wanted her to marry him after he paid her for sex in 2014.
4: Huh. Wow. <laughs> it was so good. He's like, marry me, please. Please. I'm a violinist. This is as good as it's going to get for me.
5: Favorite prostitute of all time. <laughs> so he's going to marry her. Put a ring on it. I guess
3: he introduced her as his fiance. She claims in court papers that she began going to Malta, Mexico, and Spain with him because that's where he'd be performing. <laughs> wow. He earned the title of the world's fastest violinist when he played Flight of the Bumblebee in 66 seconds. (laughs) Will you do me a favor while I finish this? Will you find that, please? Yeah. Google that. David Garrett, Flight of the Bumblebee. I want to hear this guy perform. And apparently, this just goes to show that it's money that gets girls going. It is not. Listen, nobody's like, what does your husband do? He's a violinist. (laughs) No
5: one does that. Sounds fancy.
3: Oh. Okay, this is why we couldn't I couldn't find anything on this uh, porn actress. Her porn name is Kendall Carson. Right. Ashley Uden was her her personal name.
4: That uh, link for the uh, flight of the bumblebee. From okay. David Garrett is in the screen. There okay.
3: All right. Yeah, because we got to check this out. We got to find out what gets the girls going. (laughs) Now, if you might remember that uh, when I was little, I did play the violin. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I had a nice little picture up here for you at Throwback Thursday. That's not him, obviously, he plays the violin. One,
2: two, three, four.
5: Said that
3: he's a gay. <laughs> Thank you, Biggie. Apparently it works though. Yeah. She's
5: getting some porn star action. Yeah, and if
3: you look, she is a
0: <laughs>
3: naughty girl. For yeah, a porn she star, is. she's
5: pretty good looking,
3: actually. Well, I mean, she's wearing a ton of makeup. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Hey. That's her putting thing. Yeah, that doesn't go there.
5: She must yeah, she
4: does her job well. <laughs> well, allegedly. <laughs> Uh, Kendall Carson was her name?
3: Kendall Carson is her porn name. Okay. Uh, He also asked her to give up her adult film career, and she did, according to her suit. Then on Christmas Day, his behavior began to take a dark turn for the worse. After seeing an advertisement for sex slave on a website, he responded to the advertisement hoping to perform uh, BDSM acts on a sex slave and place the sex slave in a cage while he and the girl the porn star, attended a nightclub. <laughs> is this that thing? Because Marilyn Manson did an interview a long time ago about talking about sex with women uh, that he'd meet on tour, and it just got boring to him because he just like wanted to fling lunch meat at him because it just wasn't exciting and, and it's, it, it didn't turn him on anymore.
4: It's, it's lost its shine. I guess. Yes. It's, yeah.
3: Oh, that's the life, man. Ah, it's too much. So is it that. so much for a, <laughs> a violinist that he's like, man. We gotta get someone here and lock him in a
5: cage. <laughs> I don't even want to bang him; I just want to lock him up. <laughs> That's so weird, man.
3: On January seventh, twenty fifteen, the violinist forced the girlfriend to drink his urine. According to the court papers, he also forced her into rough sex that left her with a fractured rib.
4: Oh my! Damn! Eh, it's not that challenging.
3: <laughs> Still, you know, accidents happen. <laughs> Uh, quote, even I think this is awful and I'm an expert.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the pair broke up in February and she's suing him allegedly physical and mental abuse. The claim is supported by voice recordings, photograph, uh, photos and medical records.
4: Couldn't that just be one of her like videos that she did the photography and the pictures and whatnots? I mean, the lawyer for the violinist says this is outrageous and baseless. We have not received any
3: lawsuit from her, though her willingness to publicly level these meritless charges fits with a pattern of behavior of someone who has made numerous threats to my client.
5: Wow. <laughs> well, this is, uh, this is fascinating. Just
3: when you like, of all the headlines today, right? Muhammad Ali, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. D-Day. Yeah. The UFC, like some really crazy headlines. <laughs>
5: Classical violinist, tea drinking lawsuits.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I wanna this guy's worth two million dollars. Wow. Not too bad. For a violinist. Yeah. Uh he's got fourteen albums and been selling DVDs,
4: does live performances. So it's more than just, you know, uh teaching some dork on the weekends a couple of lessons then. <laughs>
3: right. Dude, he's playing at some pretty premier places. Yeah, yeah. I want to know about, like, his albums. Like, do people go, I can't wait for the new Dave Garrett, man? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yo, look at this douchebag. His publicity (laughs) photos are
5: fantastic.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Look at, here, I'll put this in the screener so you guys can see it. This guy is a douchebag. Boy, is he. Wow. Like, he's he's trying to break the mold. He's got rock symphonies (laughs) that are available where he's, he looks like he's kind of a glam rock country guy. Oh, where he- he's got long hair, <laughs> his shirts open, with his he's got some necklace. He's wearing rings and his violin just hanging over his his shoulder. He's wearing a what skull up?
5: ring in one of the photos. Oh I my found. god, he plays
3: rock songs. Uh, Here smells like Teen Spirit. Oh my god, great. Oh, turn on there. Hold on, he did Master of... Yeah. He did Master of Puppets. Excellent.
5: Sounds just like the other one. Not much difference.
3: (laughs) That's the trippin' (laughs) bellies.
4: Oh, he's got a DMB cover on there. It sounds like it's what I think of when I hear it.
3: I mean, the rock band is making it, not the violin. The band behind him. This is Live and Let Die. (laughs) This is something I expect like cornflake picks us up to go somewhere. And this is what I expect to be playing in his car. <laughs> really? Yes.
1: Really? Yeah.
4: Come on. Yes. I could see it. November rain, he does.
0: The <laughs>
3: piano. So the piano's, the piano's <laughs> making it. And then he's got cashmere on here. Yeah, but that's not that far
5: of a stretch. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, it's just classical karaoke. What this guy doing? Right, he's doing the lyrics on the
3: violin. God, wow. uh, yeah, he's got timeless uh, Bach. No, I'm sorry, Brahms and Bruch violin concertos. Shut up and don't text me if I got that wrong. I don't care.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, he's got he's got some. Uh, he's got a nice Garrett verse Paganini. Paganini.
4: Yeah, I've seen that.
3: Yeah, so this guy is douchey. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, uh, crime. He does "Crimey River" by Justin Timberlake. Oh, oh God! <laughs> he does uh, "We Will Rock You." Dude. Dude. <laughs> Dude.
4: Meanwhile, I'm watching his girlfriend get plowed over yeah, here. Right, right. I want to go right. back to what his girlfriend's doing for work. This Listen,
3: <laughs> I'm sure he's a lot of fun to hang out with, and I'm being that, and I mean that in all sincerity.
4: Yeah,
5: yeah. Right? He, he looks like a he looks like a bro country artist. He does look like bro country. Yeah. <laughs> Not real. Yeah. That is
3: a great headline. Porn star <laughs> says world famous violinist forced her to drink urine. If it's world famous, shouldn't we all know his name? Yeah, At right. least one of us. Yeah, right.
5: Well, you could say world famous is like, you know, one person in each continent knows you, and then that to make you. <laughs> Fair enough. Then we're world famous. International, by God. According you know, to yeah. the
3: statistics we get, people listen to our podcasts all over the world. So, hell
5: yes. We are world famous. <laughs>
3: God dang. So there's hope. This is a guy who played the violin, and he had. To, they were like, look at little David. <laughs> I know. I had these things said to me. Look at little David playing his his fiddle. And he was like, I'll show you. It's a violin. I'll make, I'll make a porn star drink my urine.
4: <laughs> and he did. Now. He did. He didn't. anybody at that age is like, you know, one of these days, one day I'm going to make a porn star drink
3: my urine. No. <laughs> no. She's showing bruises, like one of the pictures she has is, like she took pictures of the bruise that she has on her leg, and they're definitely bruises, but I don't know how they are from him, they're just on her leg which,
4: by the way, you can see her Spanx in it. Mm, one of these videos I'm watching of her, she's showing something, that's for sure. She's, Listen, God. she's earning that
3: money. I don't care if you wear Spanx as a girl, but if you're going to take a photo,
4: the spikes. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. We don't need to see it. It's crazy. <laughs> that lets everybody know that you're not natural. It's just amazing to me that I had to, when I saw this headline, I had to find out more
3: because I can't believe... A violinist guy is, like, he's really (laughs) trying to be the part.
5: He's worth two mil and I'm not, so I can't really, you know, judge. What if this is all like a publicity stunt for him, right? Well, it works. We're talking about him. Yeah, it works.
3: (laughs) Does it make him more badass? Uh, I don't think so. If it, it, that she's claiming she he mentally and physically abused her. It doesn't. It makes him more of a douche.
4: <laughs> he's trying to justify
5: his skull rings and open shirt. Yes, hey, I'm, I'm badass. I will yeah. make
4: her pee. I, I drink my pee. <laughs> no, no, oh, dude. dude. He's
3: jetting on private jets and everything. <laughs> yeah, this guy with his man bun.
4: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Poor David. Yeah, I got no sympathy for this guy meanwhile his girlfriend getting it i'm gonna put this link in the screener for you guys to watch later yeah you got oh, it oh yeah it's a good yeah, one yeah you gotta watch it <laughs> do you think there are women that go to his show like how do you even get a groupie
3: you know what i mean it's not like somebody our age is going to go to the show and be like i gotta go see david garrett.
4: oh my god oh my god david yeah garrett, david garrett, no now, nobody <laughs> that's not happening that. no <laughs> So uh, this weekend wow.
5: taking my girlfriend to see <laughs> david garrett <laughs> Who? She's a, she's a fanatic. We're gonna go see David Garrett play some Nirvana.
4: <laughs> some old <laughs> Metallica.
5: <laughs> he's putting out his first biography.
3: It's gonna be in German. Oh yeah, Augenblick. That's what it's called. <laughs> With him
4: look, trying to look all serious. This is me. I'm David Garrett. I'm David Garrett. I'm an artist. <laughs> Don't judge. He me. looks like he talks like that. Actually, <laughs> yeah, <pretty> right. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's doing street magic. Yeah, he looks like he's friends with Chris Angel for sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like he's on the street playing his violin, and Chris Angel's like, "Poof!" Hello. Yeah, he, bro, bro he, he's bro. got. Bro. Yeah, he's a bro. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, bro, hey, bro, hey, bro, bro, fist me, bro, hey, bro. Yeah. What? <laughs> bound, God, pound it, man, pound it, fist me. Yeah, hey,
3: bro. <laughs> oh my, hey, bro, yeah. Don't waste your time, unless you want to laugh. Yeah. But people, girls go to his concerts, and they're like, I gotta
4: get backstage. He sends his people out. Hey, uh, see that blonde down there? <laughs> yeah, that one. That one. That's the one I want. The the usher. Because <laughs> they ain't got the concert.
3: <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back.
0: More of the Big Mad Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOV.
3: Good morning, it's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 829-45. I, kn- I know you I know you know I know you know this. But Muhammad Ali died. Oh. I know, big surprise. But if you remember that Pop mentioned that. Muhammad Ali talked a man off of a bridge trying to kill himself. And I actually have some of that audio
0: from a ledge nine floors above Wilshire Boulevard. The hooded man shouted, I'm no good. I'm going to jump. The Viet Cong
7: are coming at me. Police, a psychologist and a minister had all but given up trying to change the despondent man's mind when Muhammad Ali, who happened to be nearby, volunteered to talk to him. The former heavyweight champion went to a window and reportedly yelled, I'm your brother. I want to help you. Recognizing Ali, the man finally opened the fire escape door, and Ali approached him on the ledge. It was a very tense 20 minutes.
3: Can you imagine? Like, I'm done. I'm out of here. Muhammad Ali? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I <no>. Picture?
4: <laughs> yeah, I got a couple minutes, man. Right. <laughs>
3: Dude, that's awesome. So yeah. I was curious to you guys, for you guys, who was your childhood sports hero mine was Bo Jackson uh, he played for the Royals and just everything even though I wasn't I was a Chiefs fan I would watch him be a Raiders player right. because I was a huge Bo Jackson fan I read his book I had Bo nose shirts <laughs> I had the poster with him in every article of sports attire uh, in my house I had the one with him holding the bat on the baseball
5: uh, football pads like, he was my idol growing up. Wow. Cornflake? Man, uh, I didn't have a lot of merchandise, but I used to collect a lot of baseball cards, and I highly, highly cherished my Nolan Ryan baseball cards. Nolan Ryan, he, you looked he, up to him. I really did. I thought he was awesome. He's an incredible pitcher, and he's just uh, just my just assumption on the guy's personality as a kid. Like He seemed like a good stand-up, you know, straightforward person. I don't really know that for a fact, but that's just the way I saw him as a kid, and I always thought he was just completely
4: badass. Gimby? Man, growing up, living in California, we uh, we were Oakland A's fans. Okay, so growing up, my heroes were Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco. Okay, uh, that was just the baseball side of life. Then you get over to football, you got Jerry Rice and Joe Montana because we were Niner fans. Same being as that we lived in the area. Um, I think that's about it. But you, uh, did you have one that you looked up to? Not one in particular. Like I can't wait to grow up to be that guy because I was never really huge into sports. But you know when you're when you're talking about sports and people you look up to, those were those were the ones right there.
3: Because I had ones like that that were just because they were what I watched: Dan right. Sallie, mm-hmm. uh Hal McRae, Frank White, George Brett. Because I watched, you know, the Royals and Chiefs were my favorite team. So right. da- Derek Thomas, Neil Smith. Oh, Derek
4: Thomas! I forget right? about that. guy. So
3: like. If you didn't have a sports person you looked up
4: to, then who who was it? Who was like an idol for you growing up? I didn't have one. If you want an honest, one hundred percent truth answer, I did not have an idol. I did not look at any celebrity and say that guy's amazing. I want to be like him. I didn't have an athlete athlete in my life that says I want to be like him. Now I'm really to, that's yeah. bizarre. Don't you? I think that's
5: bizarre? Don't you, Cornflake? It does. Yeah. It it is weird, man. Because you like. I'd say most little you know kids, uh, boys especially, had sports heroes. Almost everyone has a sports hero. Or, yeah. or s- some
3: sort of celebrity that they look up to, and they're like, I want to be like that person. Not like, they're, you're kids, so
4: you get a pass on like, you can't be that person. Right, I get it. But uh, but yeah, to be like, ah, that guy's my hero. I didn't have anybody like that. No, God, I, I watched so the movies, and I watched the... Uh, Who was your hero growing up? I, I Once again, I did not have one. You didn't have a hero at all. Mm-mm. At least say Jesus. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, not the long guy. No, I really didn't have anybody that I looked huh. up to and idolized like that. Um God, I'd like to say my folks, but not even then. Not even then I didn't look up to them and be like, that's what I want to grow to, to be like. You know what I mean? I just I I did my own thing. I'm I'm a weird duck, man. I'm, no. bl- I'm a loner. A loner's got a loon. No,
3: I get that. I get that, but that's something you develop later. That's not I mean, even as a kid, there's always somebody in your life that influences
4: you. In that way. No, my older brother. It was the biggest influence in my life. And that's it. The one you stabbed? Yeah. <laughs> really? It's the one you stabbed? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> that's awesome. That's weird,
5: right, Cornflake?
4: Stab your heroes. Yeah. That's great. It's not every day you get to say that, oh, right? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> see yeah. the look on I'm your just face. waiting for you to finish your thought. <laughs> oh, no, that thought's finished. We're done. We're good. You can go ahead. Say what you were no, going to say. No, no, no. We're good.
3: <laughs> yeah, see what happened. His he-, he got so flustered there. His headphone jack fell out of his crappy Beats headphones, uh, and then he turned off his microphone yeah, yeah. and didn't know his microphone got turned off because his headphones weren't working. Because well, he got flustered, flustered talking about not
5: stabbing dudes, <laughs> stabbing, dudes.
4: stabbing dudes, stabbing dudes. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. Uh huh. wow. Yeah, really. Uh, my heroes were. It was pretty much all athletes until I was a teenager. That's when and I started. Then, that's when I really started listening to music, and be, that's when I like. Yeah, you know, like uh of course Les Claypool, he's always been a big hero of mine, but yeah. even like so you went from
3: like Nolan Ryan or another sports athlete to Les Claypool. Pretty
5: much, yeah. Les really? Yeah, Primus was a big thing for me. It was it was a huge thing for me, actually.
4: See, even then, I loved the music. Big music dork. Love listening to it. Never once like found an artist that I'm like, that's the guy I wanna aspire to be like. I just never really had anybody mm-hmm. like that in my life. My music quote heroes were <laughs> uh <laughs>
3: Huey Lewis in the news. Nice. Mm, yeah. And then Eric Clapton. And then it was the uh Luke Skywalker. Oh, of course, yeah. And then <laughs> I don't know why, I just did. Because
4: he's getting bitches. Yes. Why. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and
3: then um, it was probably like Nirvana or Smashing Pumpkins or something like that. But I look back at all those and I'm like, boo.
4: Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad you didn't end up like those guys.
3: Yeah. Oh, not, not like Cornflake, who still has a lot of uh, affection
5: for Les Claypool. Yeah, I do. I, I love that guy. Yeah, he's a, uh, I was just thinking, like, looking back, some of my heroes weren't really the best. Like, for instance, I, God, Real Big Fish was a huge influence on me when I was a teenager. I loved those guys. I still like them, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Frank Zappa would be another big one for me. <laughs> that guy's a weirdo, man. He's awesome. The man's wow. A genius. Guy's amazing. Yeah, uh Claypool, Zappa. So today, who are your the, who do you
3: idolize now? Like who not idolize? Who's a mentor to you? Like you see a celebrity and you're like, "Ah,
5: okay." I still actually Zappa's still really big for me. Like I uh, watch I watch his some of his weird throwback videos uh, pretty regularly actually. Like a, there's some Zappa fan pages I follow on Facebook and they'll post some obscure ass just old video that just fell into nothingness. They'll post that like, "Oh, this is great. Like he Directing his band, and he has uh, just these absurd, crazy, crazy rhythms. And this, the crap that he comes up with is just like, man, I hear some of his stuff. I'm like, this, a freaking human came up with this just absurd, just insane thing that just happened. Well, what I just heard is the craziest crap ever. And a person came up with that. I really, really respect that. It's amazing. It's not that hard to come up with really absurd, absurd stuff, though. Uh, yeah, well, like the way he does it with uh, the, the, mu- the music he does, the way he does it is. Uh, it's so unique. weird! You're arguing. Uh, what about <laughs> you're arguing
3: that defense is fun? <laughs> um, what about? Do you know if your kids have any like people that they idolize or?
4: Mm, not no really. No posters on their walls. No or posters. Any? No posters on the walls or anything like that. I mean, they may have some at their at their mom's house, but uh, the Cleveland show. Yeah, because well, mm, the Cleveland. Part. Really. Never mind what the, the, the cleveland show really well, i mean if you're looking for posters on the wall there's a family guy poster in, in my boys' room that's about it you know and whether or not they idolize peter griffin that's a different story but uh, but as of you know they don't idolize any sports athletes no no we all run about the same in the family where we don't give two s's about sports <laughs> that's it's the truth but they right? still that's have just, But they don't idolize anyone no no, it's so weird for a kid not to idolize somebody. And I'm sure they do. If I sat down and asked them, "Hey, who's your?" You've never yeah. asked them. No. Why not? Why?
3: Because they're your kids. Yeah, <laughs>
4: my parents never asked me, and it's just fallen right in suit with what they did. So. Yeah,
3: but don't you resent that a little bit? Don't you want to break the pattern?
4: No. What's the? Let them what's have the their point? Dreams. Let them have their hopes and dreams, man. It's all good. What's well, not about
3: ruining their hopes and dreams? I mean, you just want to be a part of it. No, I get it.
4: Yeah, I can, and I could ask them if I wanted to. I just never. Never you don't really want to. It. No, it's <laughs> not that I don't want to. I never thought about I it. I love them. They will like them. never <laughs> thought about it. You know, the, the, the thought has never crossed my mind. Hey, Gimpy, you need to sit down with all your kids and find out who their heroes are. No. I, I got work to do, man.
5: <laughs> In your defense, I'm sure they'll let you know at some point. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they will.
4: All right, we're going to take a
3: break. We'll come back, find out what everybody learned. Don't go anywhere.
5: Tulsa's Morning Show. The
0: Big <laughs> Mad Morning Show. Oh. I thought a group of Vietnamese people were having their intestines pulled out through their mouths. The assault continues next, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man
3: Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD, are you making yourself laugh over there? Oh yeah. (laughs) We're going to find out what everybody learned, you tell us your favorite part of the show, a couple things to remember. One, first patio party of the year is at the Market Pub from 5 to 7. Got a chance for you to win some really cool prizes from Action Power Sports. Be listening for the Coors Light Badass Boy Toy Giveaway. Everything you need for all this is at KMOD.com. And of course, we announced Volbeat, y'all. Yeah. With Killswitch Engage, Brady Theater, August 15th. Tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. Find out what everybody learned. Let's start with Cornflake. Uh, Cornflake, what'd you learn today? Well,
5: today I learned violinists. violinists are skull ring-wearing rebels. And uh, I don't care about my kids. will get them drunk, though.
4: By God. <laughs> Gimby, what'd you learn today? I learned that the mayonnaise was the best part. <laughs> and that Cornflake's favorite part of the Lone Ranger is when Tonto would show up on screen shirtless. Come on. I learned that uh, Gimby
3: got a little flustered when we talked about him stabbing somebody. <laughs> oh, hey now. <laughs> buddy. Somebody. <laughs> uh, and I also learned that the guy with the fiddle wanted someone to drink his fiddle. Ew. (laughs) Nasty. Good morning. What'd you learn today? Thanks for calling. Good morning. What'd you learn today?
7: I'm sorry. I was calling about the Polaris contest. I'm sorry, sir.
3: That's all right, man. We already got our qualifier. Be listening with Lynn. Matter of fact, you know what? I'll tell you exactly when you can listen with Lynn to get qualified. How does that sound? Sounds cool. Uh, Right after the Ghost song. uh, You know that song by Ghost? Uh Uh-huh. Second song in the hour. That's when you can start calling, okay?
7: All right, brother. Thank you. All right,
3: man. See you later. We go that's through the dead. nature. Good morning. What'd you learn today?
7: Yeah, I learned it as an adult. I got a lot of complex little TV.
3: Okay, thanks. That's
7: all I've got. Yeah, that yeah. was a
3: mess, man. All right, thanks. Good morning. What'd you learn today?
7: The porn star didn't want a violinist. She wanted a penis.
3: <laughs> <laughs> In the last call today. Last call. Go ahead.
7: Yeah, I learned it was a good day. I didn't have to listen to Sam trying to think. Uh, 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 <laughs> I know uh, it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Oh my God. All right, Scorpion, say make sure that dishwasher is
4: loaded right. This is Corp. Flake. was that an eagle? This is Kempi, and I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Ready? Woo! Uh,
2: woo! Let's go. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So, for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, uh. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise.
7: Enter password. New messages. The Big Mad Morning Show would like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to back like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, 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 total bag douchebag. Bag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and, we honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless.
2: Rock and roll. It's
1: <laughs> over. <laughs> Bicycle,
2: Tulsa.
7: <laughs> God bless, Tulsa.